All right, welcome everybody. This is episode 21. Wow. Honestly, I'm going to be real with y'all. I didn't think we could make it this far. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be real. I li- literally, did we hit the dub club, man, and we on the way to 2K plays. Right now, we at 1,120, 130. Okay. And y'all could have easily canceled us after Kofi and Sly. <laughs> you could have easily canceled us out, especially Sylvester. That was that was some toxic, funny shit. I loved every second of it. We, but I'm we not gonna hold you. Shit. The second the, the phrase "city boys" was uttered on this podcast, that's why we second everything you go south. Yeah, that episode was wild. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, uh, yep, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't care what anyone says. The funniest one by far was AJ. But when we had that man on. Oh yeah, the unserious the episode. Most like... unserious episode ever. Shout out to that man. I haven't talked to him in a break. I need to hit him up. Yeah, he he doing good. Right. But I just talked to him the other day. That man, he he, he doing good. You know? he doing Definitely got to make moves to him this summer, bro. Oh no 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 no. Bro. Sure 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 sure. You already know. But this week we got another. Lovely guest, person in front of the pod, gang in the building, a queen in the building. Just got her degree. She 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 popping. She shining. (laughs) Gentlemen, I welcome you to Mashar. Thank you, thank you. Hey hey. (laughs) But yeah, we're about to have. We're about to have some heated topics. This one. Which which one should we start with? All right, Evan, you want to start it off? Because I already know you. Yeah, already I know. saw I know the Evan is. I have a lot Y'all want to start with the sports ones? Because that's not yeah, my. Uh... I, yeah, yeah, we we're gonna. I know <laughs> Evan has a lot to say though. We're gonna hit with the current events because like Evan is coming yeah, off like we, a we, tough we, loss. We gonna get this like, out the way real quick. We we gonna get this yeah out. with the Wizards. Yeah, let's talk about that game because all I know is that Jason Tatum went off, dropped it. I mean, he did, and that like that's he all did. I got to say. It's like nobody won in Washington could stop Jason Tatum at all. So actually, actually, somebody could have stopped Tatum, but. Just didn't know, but Scott did not want to put these people on him. Yeah, like, he, he, he chose to not get the proper defensive assignment. Like, yeah, honestly, like, that's why I said no the really Bradley Beal should have guarded like, Tatum as much as he should have. Like, you could have put Rui on, like, on Tatum. You could have put Anthony Gill on Tatum. You could have even put Gafford on Tatum for a little bit, either. either. But Bradley Beal and whole Neto, 6'3 against 6'8. Like, that's one of the reasons why we lost. Another one was because we were just ice cold on offense, just couldn't hit nothing. But, like, dog. Yeah. Westbrook, bro, like, I'm kind of concerned about him because he was just looking, like, really, like, lethargic. I don't know if he had, like, an illness, if he was hurt, but, no, he was looking, like, very unpassionate. Like, he didn't want to, like, play. He didn't want to be there. I don't know what was going on. I think he's having one of those. I I think he's having – he was a little – I will give you – I think he's just having an – Yeah, like, something wasn't looking right, bro. As far as I'm concerned, it was just an off night. I'm I'm not – And it was an off night. Yeah, I was about to say, it it sounds like he just had an off night. I don't want to – I don't want to – I don't want to hear that. I'm not. I'm not trying. Like, let's not. Let's not max here and make it look like. Yeah, and make it look like more than it actually was. Like, it was yeah. an off. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, it was an off. Not for us, but it's he, like he, I, the way he was moving was kind of like I hope he doesn't have another knickknack knee injury because you know he's filming. Kind of like my whole kill is, I'm trying to figure out how exactly Jason Tatum by himself got 17 free throws and our whole team got 20. Dog. I mean. The, the we whole, were, we, I mean, the whole I mean, was on one. they were in Boston. They was on one, dog. But the Wizards don't even get calls in DC. We That's don't. We don't. We, we don't even don't. get calls with our own. Right? No, no, no. You want to know the only game in DC that the Wizards got the calls in? Which one? 
The Lakers. I was just about to say, it was like when the Lakers, Lakers came to town, that was the only time they got called. Game, I know. We couldn't yeah, even I remember you worked that game, bro. You saw that in person. That bad. We couldn't even get no calls against the Hornets. I don't know how we won that game because, like, everything was the against Hornets is trash, honestly. That's how y'all won. Like, Hornets just. But, yeah, but, like, yeah, another game tomorrow against the Pacers. And I'm going to be real for a second. If this is it for Indiana, I just want to say thank you one more time for saving Paris the first life. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that trade saves his life. Like, like oh, yeah. if, if this if this really is it for the Pacers, like that. Thank you one more time for saving the first life. Like us and like the whole NBA, like the whole NBA fan base, we're forever grateful to be off of that. Yeah, and I'm 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 gonna be working that game tomorrow. So that's gonna be fun. That's what's yeah, on. we we have to set our predictions for the game tonight, man. You 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 already know we got two people wearing the LA jerseys, so you already know. Two of us who we picking. All I'm right. Trying to hear Evan yeah, and I pick LA. Yeah, I remember I, earlier I said I said I pick uh, LA because honestly, you have a uh, well, I don't know if they're hundred percent sure Anthony Davis is playing tonight, but you have LeBron. You know, playoff LeBron, he's motivated this year. He has a lot to prove, and he's coming off like these this injury. He has like plenty of rest. So you have LeBron who's like healthy again. You have AD who's like getting you know picking up the slack, and he's getting healthy again. I don't see really anybody on the Warriors like like who can really like guard LeBron and AD honestly, right. but at the same time you still have to like all I can see is that like Steph Curry just goes off against the Lakers and you know but at the same time it's like the Warriors really can't really like hold LeBron and AD like defensively, so that's why I picked the Lakers uh, winning the night. So my whole thing is for the for the Thursday game for the Eastern Conference, what I wanted was like what I wanted was Terry Rozier. Versus Kimball Walker. Yeah, we won't want that's, that. That's what I'm pretty sure that's what everybody wanted, but we, we got the exact that. opposite. Mm-hmm. We got the exact opposite. This time for the Western Conference, what I want for Thursday, I want that Steph versus Jai action. Yeah, that'd be lit. Because yeah, when, they, when they did when they did like, Dame versus like, Jai last year, it was lit. Because I feel like the Lakers are about to win, and it's probably not going to be as close as people think it is for two reasons. Number right. one, the Lakers are the best defensive team in the NBA. Like, exactly. And when you get to and when you get to this point in the season, like that's this is when defense starts to become more important. You win with defense. The Lakers mm-hmm. have shown this season they can win with defense. The Warriors have not. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And exactly. number two, the Lakers are a deeper team. If I'm being honest, like the Lakers are a deeper team. Like, Just like Warriors, said, Steph yeah, Curry, and, really, and the Warriors, Steph Curry, the Warriors are trash. Like, and the Warriors are are going to be without Eric Pascal. They're going to be without Kelly Oubre. They don't have mm. wise men. Um, I think they're missing somebody else. I can't think of his name right now, but but definitely be James Wise. Um, but honestly, between the two games today, I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs Grizzlies ends up closer than Lakers Warriors. I won't yeah. be surprised if that ends up as a close. Most game. likely it will because they're kind of like even, I mean, like you know, neck and neck with San Antonio is a crappy team, and Memphis is just straight up frustrating to play against. Like they're fun to, they're, yeah, like fun they're both kind of struggling, so frustrating as hell to play against. I mean, yeah, you got they're not elite that, that at all. Be closer than people think. Right. I, I'm, I'm they're both like rebuilding, if you think about it. So yeah, yeah I'm like, Grizzlies, that's I'm why they're kind of like struggling. Seven. I got Grizzlies winning. I got the Grizzlies because the Spurs lately they haven't really been like able to get it together. Really, they've been slacking. It's not on Greg Pop. It's just at the rebuilding. Greg Popovich is really, you know, not used to like building up young talent. So. It's not like he has like his elite, you know, veterans. So. Like he's and done it before, honestly, but it's yeah. been a while. Like he's done it before, but it's been like a while since he had years, like ten like, plus I, years. I, yeah, he's so used to like being like competing for championships and stuff, and now he's like at the bottom of the barrel. So yep, 
like and it's more than that. They don't have like that elite super like potential superstar on the roster. They have yeah, the Rosen is just not a bunch of mid range dog. They just have a bunch of good players yeah. that mesh together a little bit, but they don't really fit the style of the team. Especially the, the Marderos is kind of out there. Like, he's kind of a weird fit. The mid-range I hope in free agency he goes somewhere else where he could be competitive. But what's going on in the great minds now is he might resign. But, but hey, it is. But if I'm, be, if I'm being honest, though, it don't matter who, like, who wins between the um, – if the, if the Warriors lose tonight – and that sets them up for the for the eight seed. They're not beating Utah. This, I mean, we all like, know that. Like, I, I don't uh, care that Steph Curry won the scoring title. I don't care. Like I Utah's don't just care. Too tough this season. Like I don't care if y'all think he's MVP. I don't even care if the Warriors win Game One of that series. They're not beating Utah. Especially Utah's home court advantage. Like with the fans back. Mm-mm. Like especially home court advantage. The Jazz have been one. And of then Utah is healthy again. They're starting to get their health together. Like. Yep. Warriors Utah is deep. People fail to realize Utah is deeper than what people think. You think it's a boring team exactly. to watch, but no. If you're a real basketball like, fan, Utah is one of the most the elite Golden teams in the NBA. Like Utah is like they kind of like sort of the Suns are broken. Like honestly, you thought like the Suns were going to be on the top of the West, but nah, Utah they like own the West right oh, now. No, no, Utah is built like, like a like son. A if, the Lakers, if the Lakers win tonight, player. that's going to be a good front court match between that's, them and the Suns. Bro, that's it's going to go to seven games. Front court battle. Yeah, bro. Honestly, that, yeah, I would like to see that matchup. Really, yeah, that's gonna be a good. Matchup. Utah, Utah has the defensive player of of the year and the six man of the year, and one of the best scores in the game. Probably top five best scores in in um, the game in Donovan Mitchell. And a candidate so, of the year, although he's probably not going. To win. Yeah, he's he's. It's either Monty Williams or Coach Thibodeau, and I would I probably think Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Win it. I'll probably it's it's gonna be Thibodeau. It's gonna be Thibodeau. Most it makes sense too. Yeah, I'm not even waiting on it. But, like, yeah, the Utah Jazz of literally, like, when you talk about the franchise built for the modern NBA, they're literally the perfect team. Like, they have a defensive big who's a rim protector. They have one of the best scorers in the league. They got offense off the bench. And they have a bunch of players that commit to the style that they play. So, when it comes to that, Utah is a team people sleep on because, one, people don't believe in them, and, two, they've not really gone super far in the playoffs. But I think this playoffs are really going to get to see truly how good the Utah Jazz really are. But yeah, I was just about to say, me and Evan made this a mark like the past few podcasts. Anyone who faces the Lakers in the playoff game, playing game, it's like a slap in the face because they're not a true seven seed. The only reason they're a seven seed is because they got blasted. It's because of the injuries. Literally, because LeBron and AD got hurt. Literally. If they didn't get hurt, but they would have been a top team in the Western Fed. They would have been top four. So it's basically you're facing a seven seed that's motivated to win, and they're the defending NBA champions. Like, do you they really have all want to the face them? They have all the motivation. In the you world. really it's think like, they have? Like, you're not. You're not just going up. You're not just going up against LeBron. You're going up against pissed off LeBron. Right. And you're going like in a single game. Off LeBron. And you think so the Warriors would literally only all they got is Curry. And Draymond, and Draymond. Biggins, Draymond is not stopping LeBron stop, in seven games. They're gonna stop an angry, motivated LeBron who knows he knows that this is probably the last like serious run of his career. Like his like, and LeBron knows that team, bro. That's the LeBron has a lot of experience playing the Warriors. Anything we get from about it, here so. from LeBron, it's just gonna be icing on the cake. Like after right. this playoff run, he's gonna decline. He's beginning to injured more. His body's starting to break down. He he's still and like LeBron's gonna be as healthy as he can, but you know 
age, age is age, finally catching up. Father, yeah. father time is undefeated. I'm 36. <laughs> all that mileage, all that years that he was going and killing and going far in the playoffs to Think about it. This dude came straight out of college, like straight out of high school. Like that's like that even more gonna, impressive. It was gonna catch up to him eventually, so he knows this is his last chance to really, really have that engine to go all the way. So he's gonna go full thought. So the Warriors are just about to get slapped in the face. It's gonna be the most watched just because it's LeBron versus Curry. Yeah, LeBron versus Curry. Those are two generational. Warriors are about to get smacked, but the Warriors are gonna get smacked tonight. Yeah, like I don't. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. The the only thing I see this being a close game is if Curry does something like Tatum did last night. Yeah, well, like actually, Curry will have to go off for like fifty. Actually, no, no, no. Let, let, Even if Curry let, does go off, he they still might lose though. Like think about it though. Yeah, think about it. If Curry goes off, he was more so mid range and free throws. Like Curry mm-hmm. would be straight up like threes. Yeah, like exactly. I, and they still might like, lose from that though. Like, like, he was the only one on. And the rest of the team would be yeah. The rest of the team because the rest of the team would be cold. So it's just mm-hmm. like you know, like as a whole, like the Lakers are like too deep for the Warriors. So I don't see how people anyone can pick the Warriors winning tonight. That's why I got the Lakers. Like you know, Lakers like, Curry would have to have a historic performance for them. Like he's exactly. gonna have to drop like sixty. But it, if I'm if I'm being 70, honest though, like the team that will make the toughest matchup for Utah might be Memphis. I don't know for sure. It might be Memphis. That would be fun. Donovan Mitchell because, versus because like, like said, John Morant. Like you know, Memphis is a to play against. Yeah, just like, exactly. Memphis is frustrating to play against. Like like they're suffocating. They're aggressive. They're scrappy. Like they're around two point bro. <laughs> John Morant, he hustles though. That's what I like about Morant though. Like he really is like a hustler on the court. Like he actually goes, you know, for rebounds. Like you know, he like goes the extra mile. Yeah, I think. So, like you know, I think John Morant's leadership is very underrated because people don't take into account that he literally puts the team on the back and captains the ship. Energy wears all. The yeah. entire team does just go out there and hoop. Like he's the mm-hmm. perfect type of player you want. Especially a young player ascending in the league, you want as your, player, your yeah. budding star because he's like the next 12, 13 like, years. I'm gonna go to war with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you into battle. Win and lose, we're about to go out there and put our heart and soul on the line. So I like that about him. I respect about him. You don't usually see that, especially out of young players coming into the league. You don't see them have that like natural leadership quality. We ever but watch out, but Memphis and Fierce is gonna be a terror. They're gonna be a team that we're gonna be saying, like, they're gonna be climbing the Western Conference ladder, for sure. Yeah, honestly, I like John Moran's energy, even because, like, even when, like, he gets mad at, like, you know, upset, the coach is show, like, he's very passionate about the game, you know, he cares about winning, so that kind of leadership definitely does, like, you see it, like, you know, wear off, like, on the rest of the team, so, yeah, like, John Moran, he's definitely, like, that factor on one of uh, Grizzlies, he makes him, like, frustrating to play against. Definitely, definitely. Um, Who do you guys think is going to surprise somebody? We're definitely going to have a surprise. Especially in the first round. Who's going to surprise somebody? Let me see if these first round matchups. Let me see. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. It's kind of predictable. Oh, you're talking about surprising. I'm saying, don't be surprised if Dallas gives the Clippers a run for their money. That's what I was just about to say. I was just saying, honestly, oh, yeah. I'm looking at Dallas and the Clippers. I can see the Clippers like lose. Yeah, don't be surprised if the Clippers lose. Listen, listen. Because honestly, I don't send you. If the, the Clippers, Clippers lose in the first round, if the Clippers lose in the first round, if the Clippers lose in the first round, I got, I got, 
Like honestly, I want to so, see it happen too. Because the Clippers like tra- t- they talk so much trash yo. and everything. It's like you know what? That's yo. why it makes the Clippers so annoying. Because every loss, yo. they like deserve the L. So yo. I really got Dallas winning. Like, and yo. I want to slowly see Luca win. If like da- if hey, Dallas hey, beat what they be talking about on Twitter, Clipper pack. Clipper pack. Yo. That was hey, like that. Let me stop. Hey, bro. <laughs> I'm recording a special episode for that happens. And I'm going to be bro. saying so much toxic you, nonsense. Y'all you gonna see, it, you gonna see so many. Hey, I'm like, here for it. Like, and I'm here for it. And it's like, you're going to see so many profile pictures of, of like NBA athletes talking about Clipper pack in a couple weeks. Bruh. It's going to be too funny. Yeah. I see the bag. I can't. <laughs> the design is going to be funny on that, bro. <laughs> Some some clipper pack, bro. <laughs> I'm saying now it's gonna be a picture of like Kawhi Leonard, probably uh who else? No, Definitely uh Pat, no, but no, Pat, Yeah, bro, with like Pat Beverly on there because you know LeBron probably doesn't like Pat Beverly, bro. It's gonna be like they're gonna have Pat Beverly trick y'all, man. Send Matt Barnes. They're in funny shit, bro. It's gonna be Matt Barnes over here smoking the drink. Ironic. Oh my god. I cannot even imagine that would Don't put be. Put it on one of his next. Y'all episodes. think last <laughs> year would be disappointing? Can it, if they lose in the first round against Dallas, bro? Oh, but you know that type of team, the Clippers oh would goodness. lose. Clipper pack. If you hey, think bro. about it, they this is the exact type of team the Clippers would lose. To. Don't be surprised at Dallas, and don't be surprised with Portland. Portland, yeah, I was just yeah, about, I was about to say that too. Damian Lillard is a dog. Because I truly, I truly think that the the there are there are three teams like lower seed teams nobody wants to see in the first round, and that is the Lakers, mm-hmm. Portland, mm-hmm. and the Wizards. I'm throwing the Heat in there too. Yeah, my oh, that Miami series is gonna be yeah, good. That Miami, that that Miami Milwaukee series is is that's going to be a seven game. game. It's gonna be a seven. Bro, Jimmy Butler versus Giannis. Bro, it's gonna be some scrappy matches. Don't be surprised when see some tech, technical fouls and all that. Some text because. But when you look at when you look at the <laughs> Heat and you look at the Lakers, as we said in the last pod, Miami is making the run that the Lakers made at the beginning of the season where the Lakers are kind of struggling and kind of straggling in into the finish line, like how the Heat were at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Although both teams have seemed to find their stride, the Lakers have won five straight coming into the playoffs. Um, I uh, – yeah, unless Curry does some godlike activity um, today, the Lakers are not losing. Um, but – the, those those are the four teams you don't want to see, and 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 I'm the first round, and and I think, Grant the Wizards make the eight seed. Excuse me, I think Philly will still win. Yeah, but it won't be a sweep. Yeah, it, it's not. It's it'll. I'm, I'm, it, I'm saying like Philly in five six. Yeah, I say Philly. I say Philly in six. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I can see a second two games for them. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like Brooklyn is gonna yeah. disappoint us, y'all. I think Brooklyn they're gonna they're gonna crash and burn this playoffs. They don't have much playing experience together. Yeah, like they only play seven games together this season. Disappointment if like the like, big three can't get healthy. Yeah, like it's not really a disappointment. It's just like it's something that I foresaw because I said, bro, if none of they, they can't play together, they're not gonna get the chemistry needed to win. Only like, seven games. They, like they played seven, eight games together. Yeah. At, 
I don't just it's, it's not, not realistic. Logically, yeah. It's not enough. No matter how good you are. Yeah, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the chemistry, it's like you're gonna seen this movie plenty of times, honestly. Plenty of times, man. Crash and burn. Like I just history's about to like repeat itself. They're, they're, they're gonna make it to the Eastern Conference Finals for sure, but I think that's where they're gonna either end up losing to Philly or Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Heat. Some people are going to say Milwaukee. Honestly, yeah. bro, you know how crazy it would be if we end up with the same NBA Finals two years in a row? Oh, I'd Lord. be very interested. I doubt that. Would, I doubt, I that doubt it. Philly, we need you. I doubt it. Joel Embiid, we need you. <laughs> that would be, be probably the storyline right there. You know? But, yeah. I think, right. like I said, Brooklyn is probably not going to make out the East. I think it's either going to be probably Philly, most likely. They're the team. If not Philly, then Milwaukee, maybe. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those. Yeah, Honestly, I, I feel like the Bucks are under the most pressure out, out of. Oh them. yeah, they are. They are <laughs> because because it's like for Brooklyn. Giannis is an MVP. It's like for Brooklyn, they just started being competitive. Right. So like this is really like their first year of actually being competitive. Milwaukee's been Giannis is past due, bro. And Philly, like Philly, has a first year head coach when all this is mm-hmm. done. Right. So it's like so it's like that's that's kind of unpredictable how 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 the coach is doing his first year. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. unpredictable. But for Milwaukee, this is the same core. And the same and the same coach that's tried like the last what four or five years they've tried to get to the finals and they've never made it out the east. Yeah, the past two seasons they were like the past two seasons they tried and they haven't gotten it done. So finals, like we're, so like out. we're at this point we're looking at the Bucks and we're going all right like all right we're gonna watch y'all this year but if you don't get it done then it's gonna be some stuff that got to change. Some some coaching change. It's gonna be some coaching like, questions like, honestly. Like, well, Mike Budenholzer. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not cool. saying like that's as drastic as Giannis got to go, but. Like the core, no, Giannis. Giannis, and and possibly like the coach that like coaches Giannis, that might be different next year. Like if the Bucks can't get it done this year. Here's the thing, though. Let's just say we're just gonna talk about the situation. Let's say the Hawks. Uh, let's say the Hawks. Jesus Christ, I'm thinking about Mike Budenholzer. But um, let's say um the Bucks. They disappoint this year again. They lose in like the first or the second round. I don't think they really can make their roster better. I think they just have to change the head coach because they're kind of strapped at this point. They have three players making over 30 mil. So yeah, they're the playing only, Giannis. Yeah, they're playing Giannis. They just gave Drew Holiday a contract. Middleton a lot. And Middleton I mean, yeah. is on that max contract he signed a few seasons ago. So it's like, Overpaid for sure, but yeah. Like, the only way you're going to improve your roster, you have to trade one of them. And most teams are not going to – Take that type of contract. No one's going to take that contract. No, for no shade honestly. to do Holiday or Chris Middleton, but they're just. But it's just you don't think of yeah. max players it, when you think of them. Yeah, that's too much for them. Like this is not the trade is like kind of uneven, honestly. Yeah, it's not that valuable. It's, it's a lot of money. So I think mm-hmm. the only way that Bucks will improve from where they're at is Mike Budenholzer has to go. He got mm-hmm. to go, go. He got to step. <laughs> Nast. <laughs> But I was actually mad when I found out this man Luke Walton keeping his job. Bro. I'm like, Sacramento, y'all taking an L, bro. Y'all wow. them L's, bro. 15, 16 years at the playoffs, bro. Y'all about to beat the Timberwolves record. Golly. That's Shout out to the Timberwolves for finally making some changes. But that's not that league. From the playoffs, bro. What? That was 06, bro. I was like, what? In middle school. <laughs> bro, I was oh, eight years old by the turn of nine because I don't. I think the Kings lost in the first round that year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They lost. Yeah, they did. So I, I was still eight years old. But yeah, that was. That's now, the last time they Now about to turn twenty four so next week, and they still ain't been in the playoffs yet. Crazy, mm-hmm. absolutely nuts, bro. Like we all grown up, we're all adults, and we ain't never seen them in the playoffs, bro. That's absolutely crazy. 
And it's sad because because think about it. It would be fun to see De'Aaron Fox in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. It would be nice to see Tyrese Howard in the playoffs. De'Aaron Fox has really slept in one. It's just that he plays on the Kings. But other than that, I've been looking at his I've been looking at his stats and his highlights. He's tough. He's he's very explosive and like athletic. Yeah, like I would love to have like shoot. I wish Philly had like De'Aaron Fox coming off the bench or something. Like, can you imagine? If, no, no, no. Can you imagine a De'Aaron Fox and beat pick and roll? Jesus Christ! Ooh, De'Aaron Fox and Philly, that would be fun, honestly. But y'all off that even makes sense because Ben Simmons likes to run the transition. You would literally just have him and Ben Simmons just running up and down the court. It would be ridiculous. Like y'all would be, be the y'all would be the best transition team in the league. <laughs> Honestly, like, y'all would literally be unstoppable in transition. Nobody's beating y'all because y'all just gonna run. Mm-hmm. Because when uh, before Luke Walton came, they were literally the fastest team in the league, and that was because of De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, exactly. Like, that team, that's like, when they won what later. 40 games, they almost played the playoffs. They, were out the mm-hmm. playoffs they started off good that year, too, but like then that's when they yeah. started to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. They, they kind of lost a few games that they shouldn't lost. That's why they ended up being out the playoffs. Like, yeah, I remember that was 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is really a travesty. Sacramento has actual talent. They're just and they had the potential to be tough. It's like front office is just stupid. <laughs> Sacramento was like sheesh. I'd rather see the Supersonics come back than see Sacramento at this point. It's like sheesh. Re- like, come on, bro. You know how like, much the NBA would rig everything if they brought back the Supersonics, bro. <laughs> but that'd be wild. Come on. Now. Right. They, they, would, they, would, they would make sure that team hits the playoffs. They don't care. Exactly. Because this, this yeah, story actual, to tell. Yeah, story to tell is an actual franchise that people want to come back. You know, it, it'll probably come back one of these days. You know, when LeBron becomes the owner, days. you know, he'll just be like, you know, let me just go buy that stadium and, you know, just bring the team back. Some you good use out of it. Shoot. <laughs> all these other for all these other like sports are like you know bringing these uh you know new franchises and stuff or like bringing back right. franchises like the NHL and everything. So it's like shoot. Bring back, you know, the Supersonics. Sound like it's a brand new team. It's been there before. They don't need another Vegas team. Vegas, they're getting enough sports. Teams, Hell no. So. They will never yeah. have a basketball but team. But imagine an NBA team in Vegas. <laughs> no, that would be interesting. But the last time we had a basketball team, the like Tom a basketball Fooley. game in Vegas, hey, yo, but hey, it was a tragic Tom injury. Happens, you know, Paul George. That happens, I got nah, it's name. like it's curse. I got the perfect huh? name if that happens. What's the name? Vegas Spades. What? What? Las Vegas Spades. Think about it. That'd be the perfect Las name. Vegas Spades. Well, well, oh, Las Vegas Spades. Spades. You got the Knights, the Aces, the Spades. Oh, the Las Vegas uh, Jokers. Talking about the Athletics. We're talking about. I was going to call them the Dealers. Or the Las Vegas Jokers. That'd be tough. Oh, that would yeah. be tough, bro. Yeah, Las, Vegas Las Vegas Jokers, Jokers would be. Tough. Yeah. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Look at us giving our ideas. Shoot, give us our money, bro. I'm going to copyright that. He's about to get paid, bro. Yeah, let's not be like that asshole in uh Alexandria that decides to that decides to trademark every every potential Washington football team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you know that man was mad when we took that name away, dog. You know my man was heated, and that's why he did that. He was heated, but I remember that shit was hilarious. Like this man was inconsolable. As a Cowboys fan, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that whole name debacle was just funny to me. I was I was just like, that, that's what y'all get. That's exactly what y'all get. The whole killing, one of the whole kill. Like, I, I saw the joint, I saw the like apparel getting pulled off of Nike, and I'm like, yup, that name is gone, gone. That name is finished. All right. Like I said, the only, the only thing that sucks about it is I can't buy my Sean Taylor jersey now, but it's okay. 
Okay. Hey, we gonna we gonna put a jersey in like in like a museum or something at this point. Oh no no for sure for sure. We definitely putting that joint in a museum. <clears throat> All right, so we gotta talk about Marv Albert finally retiring. OG's hanging up the boots. He said he's gonna be done after the East Finals. So what's your opinion, on Marv Albert? How Marv you- Albert is literally like like how many people can say like like we have Mike Brain. Like, we have Mike Breen, but even still before then, Marv Albert was calling games when Jordan was a rookie. Yeah, he was, he's been calling games yeah. since like the late 70s, early 80s, yeah. And it's not like Marv has been calling, like, bullshit games. No, he's been calling every big game, every NBA Finals game in the 90s that you can think of, Marv is calling that, Marv is calling that game. The only voice that's more iconic from the 80s and 90s other than Marv Alberts is the old announcer for the Boston Celtics. It's the only, yeah, that's the, yeah. only, the only one. So I just look at it like, like my, my father, grandfather, uncles had Marv Albert. I mean, yeah, had Marv Albert. We have guys like Kevin Harlan and Mike, Mike Green. Mike, Mike Green. and Mike Breen. Um, and then also I want to shout out like um guys like Ian Eagle, um, and those and those and those type of guys because they're from Gus Johnson too. Yeah, Gus, yeah, uh yeah, just, yeah, oh, yeah, Gus, Gus Johnson yeah, uh, Gus Johnson because they're, the they're from <laughs> the older generations too. Al Michaels too. Al Michaels and uh and uh Al Michaels for sure and, uh Mike and Mike Tarico, but more specifically, Marv Albert when we're talking about the NBA. Because, again, that man was ba- was basically the voice of a generation. Mm-hmm. And, and now we have a new voice. Right, right. Not hearing his voice is going to, like, you know, feel kind of weird as, like, an NBA fan. Like, especially if you just grew up in the NBA. Because as a child, we talk about how, like, the older generation are accustomed to hearing his voice. But as a kid, when we used to look at some of the highlights from the NBA. We always, like, heard his voice, you know, calling all the big, you know, time plays, calling all, like, the big-time shots and, like, games that took place in NBA history. So it's definitely, like, going to be, you know, kind of like I kind of like a bummer as, like, an NBA fan and as, like, a fan of, like, reporters, sports reporters in a field I want to go into, not seeing them, like, you know, like, call games anymore, you know, and report games and seeing them step down. So, yeah, it's, like, Definitely. And 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 if and if you're like me and you grew up playing NBA Live and not NBA 2K, Marv Albert was the voice on NBA Live. All of them. All of them except for like the last three. And then it was the ESPN crew. Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, and uh what's his name? Uh Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like y'all basically said everything I I was about to say. Like I'm going into I'm going into this field too. I'm looking into this field, and Marv Albert is one of the greatest. Like, not much more needs to be said. Like, iconic, iconic voice, just like Darian said. And wishing the best of luck. Yeah, honestly, yeah, definitely one of the all-time great reporters in sports. Like. Yeah, figures like somebody you definitely want to like look up to, especially if you're like trying to get into the field or if you're already in the field and have your degree in the field. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, so missing them call the games and stuff. Yeah, so like um so we were talking about it before we started recording. Someone please sound off on this Tony LaRusa bullshit because it's pissing me off. I'm tired of hearing of it. All right, so, so let, oh, yeah. let me talk about how, how this I don't know too much about this situation. I'm gonna let y'all talk more about that because I don't know too many details about it. How this Tony LaRusa act is a bad is, is like a black eye for everybody. Like so for those for those that don't know, Tony LaRusa, he's the manager of the Chicago White Sox, which basically means he's the coach. So his, like one of his players swung on a three balls and no strike count when the White Sox were already up by like a lot and had a home run. So like this goes against like these quote unspoke like unwritten rules in baseball where like apparently you're not supposed to do that. But and so this man Tony Larusa at the first opportunity that he like that he had like he spoke out against that said like oh he broke the un- unwritten rules like he's not supposed to do that. But the issue here is not only did he speak out against his player, he doubled down on it. And earlier today, he tripled down on it. Like stuff like that is how you lose a clubhouse, like how you lose a clubhouse and how you alienate a portion of your fan base that watches your games loyally. And what kind of sucks about this? um, So just to add more context to what you said about the situation, so your Don Mercedes, who plays for the White Sox, he was he was he was up to bat. They were they were they were they were, they were playing against they were playing against the Twins, and the Twins are dead last in everything, all of baseball. The Twins were supposed to be great this 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 year because they were really good last year. Um, but nonetheless, um, usually when you're up. When you when you're beating a team by say like more than like eight runs, uh, the White Sox were up by fifteen to four. I think it was I think it was like the, the top or the bottom of the seven. Um, and they had a position player, a backup catcher, on on um the mound, and it was like two outs all. It was like two outs already, and then here's your Don. And he's a and he's up to bat, big Jack dude. He already ha- he has mad power. Um. So, as Evan said, one of the unwritten rules is you don't swing on the three zero pitch. Fernando Tatis got in trouble for doing that last year, where it was kind of like the same situation. So there wasn't a position player on the mound; it was an actual pitcher, where. They were up by like four or five runs. It was a 3-0 count. It was kind of late in the game and the bases were loaded. And Tatis plays for the Padres, San Diego Padres. San Diego has the term has has the has the term slam Diego. So Tatis gets the tater right in the middle of gets a tater right in the middle of the zone. And he swings at it. And home run, grand, grand slam, this big hoopla about it. Uh, his manager got, got, got on him. He's like, okay, I'll never do that again. Mercedes does the same thing, except I think his was a solo home run. But again, the dude just lofted like a like a like a 55 mile an hour curveball, right? Middle cut, top of in the top of the zone, which if you're a power hitter, you're salivating at the mouth. 
Like that's, and that's all, a perfect pitch. And all your Don Mercedes did was just take it back 404 feet the other way, dead center, which on a 58-mile-an-hour pitch is very hard to do. So that caused a bit of a uproar. And like Evan said, um, White Sox manager Tony LaRusso was like, we don't do that. He broke one, one of the unwritten rules. I will go talk to him. Okay, that's fine. You're old school. That's how the old school guys are. They're like, there's a certain things you just don't do, like bat flipping. If you hit a home run and then you start styling and profiling and pumping your chest and flipping the bat and celebrating while you are crossing the bases, or you, or you hit the pitch and you just you just stare at the masterpiece that that um you just created, you're gonna piss some people off because there are people. One, baseball is a very sensitive sport. And two, there's some old school guys who who came up playing baseball where that just that's just not what you do. So um the next game, which was the game yesterday, um Mercedes is uh up to bat. The twins pitcher, I can't remember his name. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Forgive me, guys. But the twins pitcher threw by through. Like first two pitches behind them. And what I hate about when pitchers do this, when you're obviously trying to hit the guy, if you miss twice, just try and strike him out or just intentionally walk him and try again the next time. But but anyways, so so because Mercedes broke this unwritten rule, the dude who was pitching the next game intentionally threw at Mercedes to hit him, which is normal in baseball. So, okay, take your base, cool, whatever. You double down on it. Larusa doubles down on it when, when um, he's asked about it. And, and he was like, well, do you think that this pitcher should have thrown at Mercedes? And he was like, yeah, he had every right to because he broke a rule. Strike two. Strike two. Then White Sox pitcher Lance Lynn comes out. And he's saying what basically all the new age baseball fans and players are saying, which is, um, well, if he got a pitch center cut, why not swing at it? Well, swing at it exactly. What is the what is the difference between swinging at a three zero pitch and swinging at a three one pitch or two one pitch? Well, two exactly, and so, and so it just. And so, and so basically what, what LaRusa said is he has a locker. His locker is like right by my office or something like that. He said something along, along those lines. And it's just, and it's just like, come on, bro. And then there's this uh, argument going on about, about sportsmanship and rubbing it in and this, that, and the fourth. And I just want to give an example. I know I've been ranting. I'm sorry. I'm really pissed off about this. Not really, but it just—it just annoys me. I want to get it out. But um, a few years ago, in the most recent Women's World Cup, the United States played Thailand, and the United States women's team is the best in the world. They ended up winning that World Cup. They won that game, that group stage game against Thailand. They whooped their ass nine to nothing. And you had people in soccer, outside of soccer, 
kind of kind of just like well you're obviously better than 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 them why are you sitting here just laying them out nine to nothing and it comes to this where i was talking to my man i was talking to a friend of the show smiles about what happened about the mercedes situation if i get a layup i'm shooting i'm i'm shooting if i get a layup i'm shooting I don't care what the score is. I don't oh, care. I don't care what it is. If I get that wide open layup, I better not pass it. You have an opportunity to score. That's stupid. Yeah, if you pass up the opportunity, so, that doesn't make so any for, sense. Like, so for so for your Don Mercedes, and I'm gonna get to the women's World Cup thing in a in, in um, a minute. The way baseball contracts are set up, he's still on his rookie deal. In base and in, 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 in baseball, your contract gets arbitrated, meaning. It's what have you done for me lately? Meaning you can be a big name rookie. Like say I'll use Juan Soto. Juan Soto, who is a big name rookie, he can have he had a great year last 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 year, but he can sit here and he can hit 200 with 10 home runs and 30 RBIs. And he could be, I'm going to just, I don't know how much he's making this year. I'll just say, say he's making 15 mil. They're going to sit here and say, well, you made 15 mil last year and your numbers drop. So now your pay is going to drop and we're only going to pay you five. That's messed up. That's what they, that's, that's what they do in baseball. It's based off of numbers. So that one home run for your Don Mercedes could go a long way come contract time in the winter. So there we go with that. With the and with the whole women's world cup thing, when they were going off on them, they were like, well, for us, it would be it would be disrespectful to Thai to to Thailand if we were to sit here and play down to them. Yeah, because it's like when you think about it, every fall we see Alabama and Clemson beat teams like Exactly. 76 to nothing, 66 to 3. How many times ain't nobody's upset? And, exactly. and then in the winter, college basketball, we see teams like Duke on the men's side, UConn on the women's side beat like beat somebody like 100, like see teams like Alabama like for, in football. And we see nothing about it. So like it's not a problem there. So nobody gets mad. Like, it's, it's not a problem there. So why is it a problem here? And like if, if, if I could go back to back to baseball for a minute, like baseball is a sport where there is no time limit. So you really don't know how many times you gotta score in order to win any given game. Because like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a Nats fan. It's like I, never underestimate their opponent, honestly. A little bit of my experience as a Nats fan. I've seen the Nats come back from down nine to nothing to win. I've seen them come back from down ten to four in the ninth inning to win. So it's like you have no idea how many runs you're going to need to score to win. So your Don Mercedes was just making sure they had enough. Exactly. So it's like, why would you take your foot off the gas? That's stupid. That's like a competitor and that's like an athlete. You know, that doesn't make any sense, honestly. But my thing yeah, is, just like as, the manager, as the manager of the Chicago White Sox, who is not, who has the best record in baseball, they have the best record in baseball. Why would you divide your locker room like that? And you have the best record in baseball. 
You're a team who really the White Sox have been shitty for the last like four or five years. They exactly. just started becoming. And, I mean, they weren't. They weren't. The White Sox are so irrelevant. But if you watched them last year, you are not surprised at what they're doing this year. We all knew that eventually they were going to take off because they had so much young talent. Why would you divide your locker room at this point in time? When when you have the best record in baseball, you're speaking out against your players. You're basically sitting here saying, oh, yeah, well, I would have thrown at him too. Dog, you're talking about throwing a baseball at 95 miles an hour to a grown-ass man, and we just sat here and saw Kevin Kevin Pillar get hit in the face with a baseball and have blood gushing out his nose. That's how Trey Turner broke his finger. And that's and that's and that's what kept uh John Carl standing out for a year and a half. It's ridiculous. It's like where are the morals? Madness. But um, do you guys have any more <clears throat> sports stuff you guys want to chat about? Yeah, we stayed on the sports topic for about an hour. Um talk about the real stuff. Yeah. Because all I have to say is shout out Arsenal for beating Crystal Palace three one. We suck, but hey, we that's two dubs in a row. All I gotta say is that shout out to the 76ers for getting that first seed in the East. You know, go Sixers. Trust the process. I mean, that's all I gotta say. I didn't expect first seed. I'm be honest. Yeah, yeah. First time in 20 years. She said I can her. See, you know, she agrees. So anyway, you already yeah yeah know yeah y'all heard the album J Cole dropped. J Cole. Jermaine Cole, that <laughs> album. All I gotta say, that one was a vibe, bro. I love that album. It's like I was blasting through my speakers. My neighbors probably heard that album, so you know, you're welcome, neighbors. Yep, <laughs> uh, bro. This man yeah, made said a cool. line that, bro, even if Michael B. Jordan called her phone shape by the answer, I know that's not true for most of y'all. I was like, bro, this guy, it's facts, though. I mean, uh, it's, that whole album is just, just like endless, like, you know, quotable lyrics. It's just, he went off. It's like, it sounds like, you know, the J. Cole album, I expected, honestly, you know, J. Cole talked his shit and, yep, made dropped another classic. He did have some features on there. Don't get me wrong. I don't know about the no features part because there was a couple songs of 21 yeah, Savage. Yeah, there, was, uh, there Baby. was 21 Savage. There was, uh, I think, Little Six Baby. Old Black. There was Little yeah, Little Baby. Yeah. Bro, when I heard Little Baby hopping that song, I was like, okay, okay. I was like, dang, just little surprise features and stuff. I mean, I fucked nah. with it though, honestly. I heard, I, 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 I heard, uh, Lil Baby. I was like, yeah, he definitely wants album. Nah, he, he, he did it, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he hopped in on that beat, I was like, yup, mm-hmm. J Cole, he definitely did it, bro, for sure. Like, ain't no games we play. The trolls, like, yeah, the hate has to stop for J Cole. Like, why you think I shared all that music in a group chat and everything? I was like, I'm pretty much about to put y'all into the whole album. It's like, yeah, these are songs to check out <laughs> because, yeah, all classics. <laughs> Sure. All yeah, classics, that, that no fun. skips. Yeah, the man has been out of the game. No I honestly listened to the whole album through. I don't normally do that. So, yeah, it was actually pretty good. I bumped it. I like his wordplay. His wordplay is always on. Jayco's wordplay. That's why I love his wordplay. Always on it makes you think. His wordplay makes you think for sure. That's why I like it. It's like, mm-hmm. you listen to it. This is like, damn, did he really just say that? You know. And the <laughs> thing I love somewhat. about Jayco is like when he's rapping, you can feel like he's literally just having a conversation. And it's like he's him. literally talking to you. Like you can not, just listen like to it. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not playing. Like he's a sitting, gimmick. like sitting he's there, not trying just to like talking to you. He talks as himself. Like, you know, notice how a lot of rappers, they create a gimmick, a persona for. Him, it's all cat. Like yeah. 
when he talks, he's like talking like he's talking to his man. Yeah. Like when he raps, and I love that. I love that relatability. Mm-hmm. And it's like actual internal, not like that. Right, I took right. a screenshot because I liked it so much. The part when he was talking about, um, where is it? Oh, wow. I lost a screenshot. Well, um, the part where he brought up with Jesus was only th- 33. And yeah, yeah, when yeah, he yeah. died, he went to heaven. A, and it did see it. Yeah. 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 I was that like, was damn. Yeah, he, it was a lot of lit lines in the album, man. Like there was one who was talking about how I reached a hundred mil, but I'm still humble. I was like, "Whoa, hello!" Yeah, like, that joy that joy hit. He's like, "How I get more money than Eminem?" I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I like, remember your head, you Luigi, yeah. It was like talking about how do a show. Right, he said something about my debut. Have Epsy, have you, Luigi Brothers? That joint was hilarious. I was like, "Hey, yo, what?" He was like, I'm about to do a show for seven mil, but how did I become my biggest critic or something mm-hmm. like that? I'm like, damn. Yeah. I was like, okay. It's like, he's just casually getting seven, like, you know, a good a million dollars for a show. And it's like, shit, he's becoming his own biggest critic. It's like, yeah. hey, shit, give me a million dollars, bro. <laughs> he's like lit. It's like, he just, you know, just making hits, getting, you know, he's just so humble with it. That's what makes him so tough and like different. He's so successful, but it's the just money, like, the he money doesn't really flash his stuff. Yeah, like, you know, that's how I'm, like, that's how you should be. It's like the money shouldn't really change you and stuff. You know, it shouldn't, like, bring you down. It's not all about being flashy you and all that. you already are. Yeah, for real. You know, just live life like normal. Just, that's just, like, wealth, honestly. And, like, it's, like we said, we're not talking about just some random old rich guy. This is Jay motherfucking Cole. <laughs> He's been yeah, top like, of the game for... Basically, a decade. Been, a decade, yeah, now. since like, 2011. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. Like ever since then, he's just been rising, rising, rising. Where he's literally one of the people. He's kind of an OG of the game now. He he's is. got all this bread, all this notoriety, and he still kind of just keeps to his own business. That kind of really tells you to the type of person he is. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of people, and I like that. A lot it's of almost like him and Drake. Yeah, it's like only like him and Drake, or it's like only have the same amount of success. Honestly, like for this long, honestly, between him and Drake. Like Drake, you know, he had success for about a good 12 years now and still popping. Only him and Drake really has been like popping for this long and Kendrick Lamar, honestly. He's been kind of like in a low light, but yeah, like those have been like the top three. He's really had like success for the past decade for this long. Mm-hmm. Like we, we all know most people, like, if they had the type yeah. of success, they would have completely changed, became dickheads, would have been flipping people mm-hmm. off, would have been unhumble and all that. But the fact he, he, you know, he stayed to himself, he stayed real, he's yep. not building this fake persona. To nope. entertain, though, he's like, listen. That's why he gets hate. This is what that's exactly get. why he gets hate, bro. Yeah, just, of course. Because people <laughs> want to see him make a fool of himself. Like people always want to see a black man, you know, make a fool of himself. But now he's not falling for that, you nope. know, record label bullshit. You know, that's why people, you know, J Cole is is who he is. You know, that's why he hasn't declined and hasn't, you know, went bankrupt and stuff. He's not falling yeah. for that. Yeah, he's just being himself, and he has a good fan base, and people appreciate him for that. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie, the other there was. Like, Oh, no, you good. No, say what you guys are. You good. There was a time when, and I'm probably like one of the minority people that actually thought this. I was a little worried about like his next album or how it was going to be. I think it was KOD or one of them that I just wasn't really like yeah, KOD feeling was, like that. KOD but KOD I was like, was well, I hope J. Cole, J. Cole's not losing. He dropped his. in like 2018. Yeah, I, yeah, about, I was like, it was kind of, to me, it was kind of like, I want to say corny, but I feel as though he kind of tried to like do so much, sort of, kind of, sort of, when that album. I was like, yeah. uh, it doesn't really sound like Jake. Like, definitely, one of my playlists for like sure. This. Yeah, mm-hmm. like definitely, you never see me like really replay or like share none of them songs. Yeah, that's like yeah, uh, because uh, KOD is the one album where mm-hmm. Jake kind of really went out of his normal. Very Tried to do some oh. stuff. Okay, if you listen to the rest of his albums, they all kind of have the same type of vibe to it. 
Yeah. But he's really the only one where he went out of like his normal vibe and said, okay, let me try mm-hmm. some different stuff. I don't blame I appreciate him. that, but yeah, I just like, I don't know. understand what he was yeah. trying to do. It didn't work. He was trying to sound like <laughs> mock yeah, industry. Like it didn't work. <laughs> right, because like he was hey, trying man, to sound like mock industry day, with that album, but it's like it wasn't working day, out. Yeah. end of the day, it's better to experiment and fail than to not experiment at all. Definitely. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, that album definitely had success. Don't get me wrong. It was still, it's not like it was a whole album of trash, though. Yeah, it's just that, yeah, it wasn't one of his best albums. Definitely not like his top five albums, nothing like that. Just like another, like, you know, J. Cole album. To that me. ATM That's song like was a banger. I know y'all remember. ATM song, that was like one of the <laughs> that only good was a banger, bro. The video was funny, was... too, bro. Yeah, that was hilarious. The video was trippy, bro. Yeah, bro looking back was... at it, it was like, that video was kind of trippy. He was, like, just really mocking the industry. It was like, he, dang. But he was, because think yeah. about it. In 2018, the industry was really probably mm-hmm. in a... That's when the very creative space really started to come out. The very outweigh type of rappers. SoundCloud rappers. Like, SoundCloud that's wave. That's when it really honestly. started blowing up. So in 2017, way, 2018. He was kind sure. of just mocking the issue, showing like, bro, this music isn't good. Like, you mm-hmm. kind of, it's like a deep message behind KOD. Like, and you and the culture was changing, too, in the rap game, too. It's like it wasn't really a good culture. Like, a lot of drugs, like opioids mm-hmm. and all that stuff. The drug uses, a lot of rappers passing away because of, you know, like overdoses it was just like yeah a lot of like you know young rappers too because like right. these rappers coming up these days are like in their teens these days and you're seeing them like with all these adult traits and j cole was just like yeah these young kids these 15 16 like these 15 to like 21 year olds they need to like change their ways like they have the talent music wise but it's like nah this is not the way to go music wise like you're falling for like the same you know music gimmicks and like industry you know industry gimmicks and stuff like that don't become a puppet mm-hmm. to the industry and that's all J. Cole was saying. And then, of course, he got hate for it and stuff like that. But Of course. Yeah, yeah. Because people that's don't why. look at the deeper message, man. They just look at the surface of everything. I don't even think it's people. Like, it's just the media. They want to point out yeah. certain things, and then they highlight it. <laughs> but a lot of people actually don't feel that way. And they only do it towards certain people. Mm-hmm. We all know those certain people. We're not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, like uh, we we all know the overall consensus. The album was a banger. It was lit. We needed it. And his lit. Yep. We needed this album for the summer, man. We gonna gonna be bumping this at the at the function, bro. I like the squad like get togethers, bro. Definitely gonna be bumping that album for sure, bro. Oh yeah, for sure, but we. Bro, I can't wait to bring my speakers out. Honestly, (laughs) when we get through the moves, bro, I cannot wait to bring my speakers. This guy, bro. Like I said, I think we're still doing the little marking his speakers. Yeah, I'm like a speaker junkie. Not gonna lie. This always got like a handsome music, bro. I was like, what the hell? It's all about you gotta feel the music, you know. Just gotta feel the music. Listen, I, I'm I'm an earbuds plug myself, so I understand, bro. Right, I feel you, bro. Hey, shoot, I'm just like a big tech guy. Shoot, shit, that's my job, like shit. So hey, I have no choice. So it's like, <laughs> bro, it's like yeah, I'm routing every day. So hey, might as well <laughs> take advantage of it. No, nope. yeah, bro. But like I said, that done was banger. That's over. Mm, for sure. Let us move to something a little bit more serious. I know you guys have been hearing about the mm-hmm. bombings that's been going on in Israel and just the mm-hmm. crazy uh, going on over there. Very sensitive topic with the Palestine. Very. Because honestly, between Palestine and Israel, this has been going on for like so long. It's been going it's on just, for to me, it's just like of another. Years, <laughs> I don't have too much to say about it because honestly, it's just like another, just another like hate incident of like, you know, just hate. It's like, mm-hmm. when are we going to become like get peace? You know, just. Oh man, it's just very just disappointing. Like I want to no, address this first. 
Yeah, you know man. America's funding Israel's mil- um, military and giving them the weapons that they're using to kill Israel. That's, that's right. the thing about Israel. That's the worst part. Like, about- Israel, bro. Yeah, Israel's like kind of crooked, bro. Is that? Is that? Yeah, is that this up. is basic. This is basically what it comes down. This, what it comes down to it. This is basically bullying on a national scale and bullying and genocide and all of that. Mm-hmm. And we're complicit in this. Like it's America's against, like Middle Easterns, bro. That's the like, thing. Well, this country. It's yeah. it's usually like when certain things like this happen, it's like I'm just like I don't like this, but it's almost like what do you want me to do about it? But it's like at this point, it's like we are involved. They're using our fucking weapons to kill to kill innocent people, mm-hmm. and for what? But I digress. <laughs> I, don't know I feel like there's like a lot yeah, of confusion about what's going on because even me, like I knew that about like stuff going on this past thousands of years, but I didn't know any details. So I kind of like looked it up and I'm hearing things back and forth. You know, um, they said, what did they say? They said that basically the straw that uh, broke the camel's back was on their Israeli Memorial Day. They said that they raided the mosque mm-hmm. or something and they cut mm-hmm. the cords. Yeah, they uh, raided they the, said, the holiest place in Palestine. Yep, on their Memorial Day and during oh, wow. uh, Ramadan. Yeah, crazy, and they said they cut the cords because they didn't want the prayers to drown out the Israeli speaker or something like that. And like, it's seeing all the videos and stuff, it's just it's traumatizing because oh. being black, we already have to see this stuff in America of our people getting killed. And now we're it's a whole another country that we're trying to sympathize and work with. And it's like our country is funding them, mm-hmm. but there's it's just hearing different people's side. Like someone messaged me recently, um, actually on behalf of the Israelis or the Israelis. Um, I think they are Israeli or something, but they were saying how that the news and the media is giving everything that's not, act- they're not actually telling the truth about what's going on. It's actually Israelis that were under attack by Palestinians and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's just really hard to know what's actually going on. Um, and like, there's no, what's the word? Clarity or anything like that. So, I don't know. I it's just, hard to have clarity on a conflict that's been going on for thousands of yeah. years. Because there's, it's always going to be somebody from one side and somebody for the other. And they're going to mm-hmm. be stand firm. And it's like, you can understand it because like, yeah, this conflict is nothing new. I always say the bloodiest and the most destructive conflicts are over beliefs and value. It's, not, it's never over anything material. It's over of what you believe in because most people, not everybody, they are willing to die on the hill of what they believe on. Like, like mm. you just said, someone hit you on the Israelis. That person is willing to die on the hill. Like, bro, I will go and get shot in the chest for what I believe in. And there's a lot of people, like, especially and in the Middle East, where there's been so much conflict for so many years. It's not even Israel and Palestine. It's just that whole area. Syria. Right. Like, Iraq. Lebanon. Yeah. Like, Iraq. Iran. Like, that whole area has just been conflict-torn for hundreds of years it's just mm-hmm. crazy. and sadly like you guys have said this is just another chapter and i don't see that it's gonna end up ending because like i said they had a rally on the 6th may 6th may 7th that's when they ended up storming the mosque it's like the owl processed the mosque I, 13, I, yeah. I, yeah i i hope i said it right <laughs> if i didn't say it right <laughs> for my palestinian brothers and sisters i'm sorry because we 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 international out here at the known outlet, but um, yeah, we really are. But 
Yeah, mm-hmm. like they end up storming one of the biggest mosques in the world, and that's really how it started. And they destroyed so many buildings, destroyed schools, destroyed refugee camps, just 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 pure utter chaos. And it's just like, when will this end? When will there be peace? Or where will they find a way to say, okay, we'll come together on one level and make things work? I don't think that's gonna happen. I think we're only seeing the truly beginning of this ugliness. And like we said, US is funding this nonsense. They're giving yeah, that's weapons, the, thing. the artillery. The, like, literally. And they've been doing this for a while, too. And they've been doing it for a while. This is like, nothing new. Like, yeah. U.S. has a very strong relationship with it, the country of Israel. So this is not going to stop. <laughs> it's like, but the saddest thing about it is that we in America here, we really try to police the world and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're the best country on the planet. We're going to help everyone else. We're going to try and solve conflicts. But number one, you guys are out here funding conflicts. And then number two, you guys... Don't even fix your own domestic issues, but exactly as African Americans, uh, like tirade that didn't know I'm not doing. That's that. like because as African Americans, you know what like oppression feels like. It's like yeah, bro. So it's like come on now, and to see our own country doing this, it, it's just like really. <laughs> huh, just Absolutely. Crazy. Well, to my Palestinian brothers and sisters, I do not concur with what's going on at all. Pray for Palestine, man. We just we just gotta pray and hope things. Yeah. And Israelis too, because I know there's probably a lot of people there that don't want um, a lot of the conflict. Mm. They're, they're just yeah, sitting not, ducks because they can't do it. Not all of them, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like so I don't want to like, think group the same way. Yeah, like we're right. generalized because we know what it's like being like generalized and stereotyped. So it's just yeah, yeah. You always have but the, the bad ones apples. That are. The bad apples always outweigh the good. That's the mm-hmm. issue with the world. Oh, it's like too many people bad are, apples. People, are, there's not even too many, bro. People would focus on the five percent of the bad apples rather than ninety-five percent of the good stuff. Like, they'll sweep the good stuff on them. Like, you know, eh, that's regular. But they'll be like, no, we're going to put a microscope on the bad stuff. Just like you said, Nishara. Mm-hmm. The media sometimes really takes a conversation. <laughs> Actually, a lot. Yeah, a lot. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Thank you for giving me a little moment of clarity. But yeah, a lot of the time, they take a negative standpoint. And this is what they fund. This is what they feed into. And they push it out there. The money, they, honey. And they put the money. Because, you know, hot takes. That's what the money. The bigger the, the, story, the bigger the, you know, the paycheck. Like, like, like that, like that's literally what gets story the clicks in movies, man. It's not even big story, but people can literally make up a story. Like the media sometimes can honestly make us some BS. That that's the thing, happened, though. A lot of these stories, existed. it's so easy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> these stories are so like you know, cap these days. That's the thing. Like a lot of stuff in the media these days, it's like yeah, it's bull. Honestly, <laughs> don't believe mm-hmm. everything you read. You gotta do your proper research, right. man. Mm-hmm. That's like, and I always tell people don't watch the news all the time because that's gonna mess your head up. Ooh, child, watching Fox. Bro. Oh my gosh, Fox, CNN, CNN, I try not to go against CNN, but it's like sometimes it's like really CNN. They like, overdoing it. CNN, I'm it's like, like, like they're so it. open <laughs> to like so many views. It's like you know CNN. It's like they have a lot of conservatives, liberals on there. So it's just like. It's like all over the place with CNN. But mm-hmm. It's like, you never know Definitely. what you get with them. Like recently, they've been talking about that man that ended up getting shot. Oh, and Andrew Brown. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew Rumi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they saw the videos mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. And they're basically saying, saying all nothing like, is blocked. They're saying the police officer was, he was okay to shoot him. Like, it's fine. Like, bro. The, de- the, when, the deputy director. When, when is, yeah, yeah. When is it a situation when it's okay to kill somebody? When a police right. is okay to, unless it's, it's somebody that is a known criminal that 
has done many acts of violence and was causing more acts of violence and the only way to stop them was to show physical force, then that's self-defense. That's different. That's that, nigga, that nigga not pointing a gun at me, if you're not about to throw a grenade, if you don't have a pipe bomb or anything like right, that, then, then... It's never... Yeah, like it's not... And if he has a knife... And if he has a knife, then just stand at a distance and tase him. Yeah. Like, Honestly, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, these seem like these officers don't use common sense in situations. It's like, they don't. what kind of training do they... Yeah, like, the police academy, I don't know what kind of training they do, but it's just ridiculous. It's like a joke. Mm. They're getting the correct training. They're getting they're the training flying. they're supposed to be doing. It's they're just... No, no, they're getting the training that, that the police was originally supposed to be here for. That. But the problem is they need to change the training <laughs> because a lot of the people like I forgot which officer was, but one of the officers who got indicted basically for murder and everything and then got acquitted ended up training a brand new force of police officers. They put him in charge of training a bunch of other police officers. And so that same uh, same things that he wants to do or was taught to do is now being passed on to these new police officers that have a chance to fix up um, the mistakes from them. But putting people in charge that are not even doing right themselves so it's just causing a consistent cycle of maltreatment and police killings and all this other stuff and yeah, the, the other thing is like ridiculous yeah, other than that throws me off like we all know how hard it is to be a lawyer to be to learn law and go that's years and years of thing uh, mm. it's only five months. You can't learn the book badly. That's impossible. Yeah, it's like only like five, six months, right? Like, yeah, I I like, that's like literally anybody. Months. It's like anybody <laughs> can become a police officer. It's like literally. It's that's why it's like that's how you know it's like the code of conduct and it's just like the training is just like something needs to change within the law enforcement because it's scary at this point. You're giving these people this. They have a weapon within six months. <laughs> yeah, like thousand dollars worth of like you know harmful equipment. Like, they already have a gun. That's already enough by itself by having a gun on you. But then you're giving them, like, you know, pepper spray, tasers, all this stuff that they don't even use. But now you're just giving Immunity. people a badge. Yeah, this shoot first mentality. Like, come on now. And then another it's, thing it's about these police officers that annoy me, a lot of them are hotheads. They have Yes, they do. They literally can't, like, they can't. There's no psychological background check. Right. At all. I don't know, understand why when, you know, you're onboarding a police officer, you don't go for a psych evaluation that's very important because you need to be mentally fit to be a police you officer. have a gun like, he's also supposed like, to do this job you have like to be able to control yourself control your temper mm-hmm. and assess the situation as it is and stay calm stay in control that is the whole i know someone that went to police academy so they told me all this stuff they do psych evaluation but it depends which uh which city you're in which department which force you're going to because not all cities not all departments do the psych evaluation. And oh, I wow. Think it's sad yeah. that not that that's a thing. Everyone should do it because you have to be not physically fit, but mentally able to control yourself. Especially when you have a gun. You're going to have a gun. Yeah. You're going to have a weapon. You're going to have a tape. You're going to have all these things. If one of our citizens to do, like, you know, like have background checks to own a gun, then people on a job, if that's exactly. a job, then they didn't right. get background checks. That's what I'm that's saying. That's common sense. It's almost like, like this country goes against its own citizens. It's very, like, weird and scary. You got to do, especially here in Maryland. I don't know about Maryland's very strict. Maryland gun laws and to get a gun license is like the top five. Y'all's laws are strict. Like, Like, it doesn't make sense at all. I'm from Texas and like you can have a gun. I don't even think you can buy guns at certain stores. They they used to have it like sometimes right next to liquor stores, but it was okay. And you can literally just walk in. You don't always have to show certain documents. Um, You can have it, I think, at 16. Um, and they have just different rules. It's so much more lax than it is here. 
but I think there's more gun, there's more shootings here than it is there, even though people have the right to open carry and um, have different, like, they don't even need certain licenses for certain guns. Because Maryland, like, there's a bunch of hot boys. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, there like, is like, let's, be honest, like, let's be honest, but, like, now in Houston, they have an open carry because basically everybody has a gun, so nobody's going to try anybody because, like, bruh, like, like, they probably will. No, I'm saying they will. People always going to try people. This is always going to be this the This is crazy. all evens out, honestly. But it's, like, it's in Houston, yeah. it's more likely that. It's a lot harder, especially lot with the hard. castle law. Right, exactly. People got to think, think. People in Maryland mm-hmm. don't think. They just say, hey, yo, bro, I'm going to go smoke this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's so stupid. I'm just like, man, we got to go beat this nigga ass, but y'all all pull up to that man house, and that man got a whole AK-47, a whole assault rifle. I'm going to get y'all Like, but y'all went to that man's, like, no, Louie, I have a story where they literally went like, to someone's property and thought nothing was going to happen, and they got their ass lit up. I'm like, bro, go oh, to that man's house. If anything happens in self-defense, he's good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never like, get why certain people are charged for murder when they're defending their own like place. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's like you have the right to defend your property. Like, what the hell? Someone runs up on my property. Yeah, like I'm looking for violence. Yeah, but hell? you don't know. What <laughs> no, no, people, the world is crazy. Right, somebody like some stranger <laughs> on my property. What the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm thinking of like a you know. Yeah, like fight or flight response. Yeah, honestly. I'm gonna look and be like, bro, what you doing here? What's your purpose here? And then if you don't answer, I'm like, I'm gonna give yeah. you like two seconds so your body can blast it. But yeah, like, you're just standing there, around. people are crazy. I don't know what you're thinking. It's like I'm scared right. to death for. I'm just like, okay, like what the hell? You just standing here. I was like, all right, you don't say anything. Yeah, you're probably getting lit up. It's <laughs> like what the fuck? Not about to be like them people in a scary movie just what sit there and wait for something to happen. It's like, <laughs> it's like no. But you just reminded me literally of the spiral joint you just saw last week. Honestly, that joint that that, that was that was an interesting movie. That's that's what I'm gonna say. Very it. interesting, interesting. kind of disappointing, but interesting. I, but, I mean, yeah. the reason why I would say be disappointed because if you're trying to compare it to Saw, it's not on right. that level at all. It's not even really a Saw movie, it's a spin off. It was a spin off, right? So, so it's like it's like the way like, it ended just blew me. Anyone that goes to see the spiral movie that just came out. I'm just letting you know, do not compare it to the Saw movies. It's nothing like it. It's completely different. But it's a good movie in the context of what it is. Because one, and I'm over here being a movie critic. I'm flexing my versatile. But yeah, it, um, the killings were very creative. Because he was doing stuff that, you know, you usually don't see in horror movies. You know, the vigilante was really going out of his way to kind of like, yeah, he was doing some creative stuff. I can't even hold you. I was just interested. I was like, hmm, okay. And then you already know a movie not serious when you have Chris Tucker and you have Samuel Jackson. Like, As come on now. Father, son, on duo, bro. I'm like, really? What? This supposed to be a scary movie? I'm like, huh? But okay. I, I, after that, bro, I didn't take the movie seriously. But as soon as I saw yeah. the interact, I was like, bro, the movie wasn't scary. It was more gory and like cringe and scary. Yeah, it was, like that. It was more suspense. If you think of like a horror movie, yeah, you can definitely like handle it, honestly. It's more like yeah, gory and the killings are just like gruesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like It'll definitely get crazy. You got his right? tongue pulled out. Oh my right. gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that's the starting of the movie. Then I, oh my <laughs> that's goodness. how the movie started. <laughs> Not being able to talk is a fear. <laughs> like he, he, and he, he got his tongue pulled out, and then he got ran over by a train. Like that drum was crazy. Yeah, that's how the movie started, literally. And then also his motive behind killing the officers made sense because. He killed all the officers that basically did something bad, like the ones that were kind of dirty and had some oh, the plan, like a little bit of crooked. 
the antagonist. Yeah. Exactly. So like, it's like, yeah, like it's not like you know, you ever seen those movies where they're just killing people for no reason? There was a reason behind everyone. And then he ended up really we ended up finding out that his dad got killed by one of the feds. I'm just like right. <laughs> but it, it was a good movie. Let's say I wouldn't knock it too hard, but you have to watch it for what it is. Don't compare it to Saul and don't compare it to your typical skate movie because let's say it has two funny, goofy black men. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Come on now. Like it it it, 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 it most of serious, most of the movie was serious, but then it was unserious at the same time. Like this Samuel Jackson say his famous line in the movie. That's all I want to know. There was a lot of motherfuckers in that movie. I was telling <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. Yeah, there was fucking the woman that's freaking from freaking Riverdale. Like, she was the captain. Oh, I, I knew she was a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, she was from Riverdale. She's uh, Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, Hermione Lodge. That's that's her. That's I recognized the writer. She just, I was like, oh, she's in this movie. I, was, I knew she looked familiar. There was yeah. a lot of motherfuckers in that movie, bro. Like, it's like, I looked at it, bro. This year is not about to be serious. This year is about to be killer. And then what made it even crazier, this man's partner ended up being the vigilante. And the way the movie ends is crazy. I'll give him that. The, the yeah, end, don't, don't get the spoiler. I want to spoil the movie, bro. Yeah, bro. I want to spoil the movie. All I'm saying, the ending was crazy. That's all I was going to say. I wasn't going to go into detail. I was just going to say it's crazy. No, nah, you kind of basically spoiled spoil the movie. Spoiled the whole movie. I know, now I know the vigilante. You, God damn yeah. it. You better cut it out. You better cut that out. <laughs> I'm gonna cut it out. I'm gonna cut that part out. I got gotcha. you. But you better, hope, you better hope she exes this out of her memory between now and when she goes see that movie. <laughs> it went out of my memory. What? Because the movie already wasn't worth the money. So basically, you might as well watch it on a bootleg at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of them joints. Like literally, honestly, don't cut this out. Like honestly, don't don't watch it in theaters. Save your money. Why, look it up on online. Go to one, two, three movies or something. Hey, listen, yeah. we gotta go support to show our box. people. You know, yeah, go to Showbox. Go to Showbox. Showbox. You can watch it for free. Yeah, Showbox. Like, Showbox. Just don't waste your money. <laughs> Showbox. 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 Anyway, we're done with that. But I think there's only two more, and then we're just gonna ask the lovely woman of okay. questions. Yes. Okay. The next one is so everybody's getting vaccinated. Things are starting to really open up. We're basically mm. at the point where we're getting back to normality. Do you guys think it's okay that we're getting to that point, or you think we should wait a little bit just to be safe? Don't look like most people want to wait. Yeah, honestly, honestly, people, really, people, listen, listen, listen. people <laughs> have been wild this since last summer. Okay, honestly, I'm over mm-hmm. it. It's like you can't really control it at this point. People are gonna do what they do. It's like, put it like this. I don't agree with the mask mandates being lifted. I agree if we're like all in a crowded place, at this point, you got to use common sense. You need to wear a mask if you're like up close to people. I feel as though people should learn like from this whole pandemic, you should have learned that one, respect people's face and like definitely like have some face coverage. You're going to be like very, you know, close to people. So I don't mind a mask, like honestly, sometimes if I'm not like working, don't get me wrong, when I'm working, sometimes it does like, you know, get in the way or like I need to breathe normally. But other than that, if I have to wear a mask out in public, shoot, I don't mind. Shoot, some of these masks are cool anyway, so it's just like, <laughs> like I don't agree with the, the, uh, the now, bro. Not, exactly, bro. Yeah, yeah. You should I get to represent my my NBA team more, like my sports team more. So hey, I agree with it. Shoot, people get to see, you know, I'm a Philly fan and all that. So hey, I, I don't. So I don't agree with the mask uh, mandates, but I do like how everything is opening back up. You know, finally some normalcy is coming. I definitely want to get back out and stuff like that. 
And I do plan on getting vaccinated soon, actually. So, yeah, because I really don't have a choice, especially with some of the plans and the stuff I'm trying to do and with the field I'm in. So, don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't worry, Mark. Like, we, could, we could be zombies yeah. together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Zombie gang out here. Shoot. Like, yeah, might as well like, join the gang. Shoot. Y'all going down? I'm going down. It's like, no, let me stop. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, that's, the, my, that's all I got to say about that. I don't agree with the mess, like, lifting mandates. But as far as, like, everything opening up, I feel as though it can like safely happen and with like, you know, with the capacity limit. Cause let's be real, I don't think we're gonna give guys the full capacity with anywhere anytime yeah, soon. I but I thought they said everything's full like, capacity too. I mean, yeah, yeah, they said that, but I don't agree with it. I though, mean, that's just announced full capacity mm. starting yeah, next month. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. I feel as though it should be at least like, you know, like 25%, 50% at most, because it's been working out. Yeah, and most you know it's good. Yeah. They're going yeah, it's they're, been working out to honestly. Push 75, so it's like right, yeah. So I don't see why like we have to like push everything back so fast because I don't want to see cases like surge again and then yeah. we have to things down again. You know, like come on now, we've been slowly like going up. It's been working out, people have been going outside, things been getting normal, so don't overdo it. You know what I'm saying? I feel as though the United yeah. States trying to like overdo it too fast with like some of these vaccinations because we don't even know the vaccinations are going to like 100% work like yet. So it's all like still unanswered questions to me. So yeah, I think the no mask mandates is like a little bit too fast. And with like the capacity of 100% capacity, I don't agree with that, honestly. Yeah. My whole thing is like, kind of... go ahead. <laughs> yeah, my whole thing is like, if you're vaccinated, like if you're like vaccinated, you've had both shots, at that point, it's just like if you want to, if you want to go back outside, go ahead, but just be cautious about it, because like, like you don't know who ha- who got the vaccine, right. who didn't, and exactly. you got and you got to remember, you got to keep in mind, COVID is not the only contagious thing out here. It never was, so like that's also something you got to keep in mind. But also, but but again, I'm not saying that to discourage anybody from going outside because I want to get outside as bad as anybody else. I mean, my birthday next week, shoot. Shoot, my birthday coming up too next month, man. Like hell yeah. So, so it's like, so it's like, if you if you want to go, like if you want to go ahead, I'm not going to stop you. If you don't want to, again, go ahead. I'm not going to convince you. You want to wear a mask? Cool, wear a mask. If you don't, then just don't. I'm definitely wearing just, my mask. Shoot. Just basically at this point, at this point, just be heavy on the mind your damn business part. <laughs> like just mm-hmm. heavy heavy on the mind your business bit. Going your own judgment, honestly. It's like all about your judgment. Dude, like that's like the thing is like you saying to be safe. But like I said, I went to the gym, right? And I walked in, I'm like, why why does man got his mask off? Like, d- does he not know the rules? And I look Yo, around and on, I see like 10 different people. Oh my gosh, it is hell. I hate it. I'm not doing that no more. Yo, that is hell. I literally hated going to Planet Fitness and you I had cannot to be on the little treadmill. And then try yeah. to do you rates, cannot you know, breathe. breathe. I literally had to keep taking water breaks, bro. Literally <laughs> kept taking water breaks. It was just getting ridiculous. I'm like, bro, this shit is not it. Secret breathing breaks. <laughs> literally water breaks, breathing breaks. It didn't even make no sense. It literally killed my work. I'm like, all right. But it's 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 like you're you're trying to be safe and like be in these environments, but in all reality, unless you have an N95, you breathe in the same air. So if they're not vaccinated and they are vaccinated, even if you're wearing a little cloth mask, like it's helping somewhat from droplets, but they don't even know if this is actually airborne or not. And if it is, then the masks are really not doing anything in that in that close of a space. And they don't have like filtered um, air stuff or whatever. Yeah, I can't think of the word right now. Or UV lights or nothing. Yeah. If you do research on COVID, 
it spreads easier in tight in place spaces where it's mm, okay that's where it spreads the most it doesn't even spread the most when it's outside it spreads mm-hmm. when it's just like say like you're in a store with like two three hundred people that's when it's yeah. when it starts spreading all the way because it's closer it's mm-hmm. a controlled environment because you know outside is uncontrollable you can't control that but it's a controlled environment one two people walk in a store everybody can catch COVID. Mm-mm. That's why, like, I don't agree with the like no mask, like just trying to lift the mandate. That's so, so like, and places no and business, outside. they need to keep the like, cool. yeah, like mandate up. Like, you know, much like inside, they need to keep it, keep that rule. Like inside, any like places, like, well, like common places. sense. Because if now you're just making it dangerous for everybody, like your business too, as well. Shoot, you can catch it. Like people working there, so yeah. If you're inside, you need to be like in the place of businesses, like dealing with the public. You need to wear a mask inside where people are like close to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, if you, if you actually do research on COVID, not the research that they show you, you actually read it up literally. Not the social media research. Yeah, not the social, yeah. Oh, hell no. We don't do so. Uh, Listen, social media. Twitter is so annoying. Pain. It's like, oh my gosh. And let's not get into that anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, we can. That's a whole nother topic, honestly, bro. Maybe next episode we can talk about this social media, bro. Social media. Yeah. They, everybody think they're a reporter. Everybody think they're oh, everything uh, out of it's been messing up. This misinformation has been messing people up these days, man. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. A lot of black people are skeptics to begin with because of everything. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like people comparing it to liberation is kind of annoying. Like that. That's one thing I've been hearing a lot. It's like, oh, I'm so liberated. And I feel like, because like anybody who compares mass to slavery is like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. What? Like, yes, I'm I've so heard happy it so many that. times. I'm so so many times. I'm so happy I blocked. I'm like, if this is all they did during slavery is make me wear a mask. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> y'all have a good. Slavery. Y'all are crazy. Anyone crazy. who says that, I don't, if you're listening, you said that you're crazy. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what? M- I know, and um, it's, I heard it more than once. That's the thing. So I thought it was just some random person, some random. Nope, they were there. There's people out there that really think. Honestly, that. you have these little fake conspiracy theorists out here. It's just like really. It's like it's not the mass. That's what blows me. It's like people on social media are like their own conspiracy theorists. This is like come on. It's like it's too many non-legit conspiracy theorists. It's just very annoying. Mm-hmm. It's all what social media is. I'm it's sorry, kind of funny just, at this point. That just blew me. Do y'all understand the magnitude of that ridiculousness? Mass exactly. It's like a reach. That like, is, but that's more than a reach. That's more than a reach. Oh that is a cliff. Like, jumping off a cliff, rolling. That's you. That's you tearing your ACL. That is a cliff to the reach, bottom bro. of swimming, the ocean. Swimming with the sharks. Like, come on, bro. Swimming. That's with a sharks, that's a that's bro. a torn muscle reach. Like, come on, God. That's a Superman leap right there. Yeah, bro. Oh my goodness, bro. But that's Spidey. That's Spidey senses of crack reach. What the hell, bro? Yep. So someone says, "I feel liberated by taking off their mask." I'm straight. <laughs> I feel like they have the mandate where outside you don't have to wear it because, like, said, yes, you're most likely not going to outside. outside. I'll be taking mine off. Honestly, outside. I hadn't been lie. wearing it outside. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I get off my job, as soon as I walk to my car, I take off my mask. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I've been working yeah. this all day. I need yeah. to breathe normal. It's hot outside mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I'm not close to nobody. I'm taking this shit off. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. taking your mask some kind of defense. Taking your mask off after work. Is basically on the same level as getting home and taking your socks off. Yep, it is. So relieving, bro. It feels <laughs> so, so relieving, honestly. So it's like relieving. the day's over. It's like I'm not working no more. It's like yes. Mm-hmm. I can breathe. My face. It must be hurting my ears. It be hurting my ears too. Especially yeah, we would look. We both I mean, wear glasses. It be a so random part of the day, and I feel this look, little burden in the back of my ears. Exactly. 
Look, the struggle wearing glasses, like, oh my goodness. It's like, yeah, I gotta, like luckily I got the little stripe, uh, like adjustable stripes, so it's not as bad, but it's just like, hell yeah. It's like, especially when the adjustable mask stripes think it's annoying. Especially when the mask first came out, nobody yeah, knew how people, to use them. Wait, and so, people, yeah. Glasses were getting fogged up, bro. bro. I, I was making so many different face masks. I just see I that girl, I was like, hell face no, bro. I was like, I feel but bad. But now with so many good quality masks now, but it's just like, yeah. It's like, now I'm kind of used to it, because like, you have better quality masks now. It's like, you know how to adjust the straps and everything, but that first wave of masks, hell no. It's like, them joints. I, I could not deal at first. We first had to wear masks, wearing glasses. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's like, I hated it. Yeah, it was a struggle. That yeah. was a struggle. Yeah, yeah. When COVID first said that first few months was just yeah, it was, it was cringe. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's go to the last topic: the importance of mental health. Oh, good one, good one. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna let you go first, Mark. Since you you came out with the smoke, you said, "Oh yeah, this is mine." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah the points of mental health. Yeah, honestly, these days we all need like a safe space, and we talked about this a lot. Uh, I think like a long time ago on one of our episodes. The like, very, these very days, first mental... episode. Yeah, about like safe point. spaces, you know, especially for, like African Americans, uh, black men in particular. But you know, because if people make it seem like about like you know, especially as men. It's like having feelings and emotions these days is that we don't go through it as well because mental health can literally be like a chemical imbalance in the brain that's like something beyond control. Even when people, you know, the people that are usually the most uplifted, going good that you see like, you know, in public and stuff like that, that have everything going for them, you really have to check on them the most because like at the end of the day, it's like they could be going through it the most. But a lot of times the people that are going through it the most are the main ones trying to like, you know, help others out. And trust me, I can relate, you know, trying to make sure everyone else is straight instead of, like, making sure yourself is straight. And some people can drive themselves crazy by, like, you know, trying to help out everybody else. And you're not even, like, helping yourself out first. And that can, like, make you just become stressed out, you know, you know, cause, like, just depression. It's just, like, you know, yeah, you end up, like, at the, on the short end. So, yeah, mental health is, like, very important. It's, like, people need to, like, actually, like, check that we want, people want people to check up on like themselves like so much and everything but at the same time it's like are you checking up on like the person that you're reaching like you know you want you, you know trying to like you know did you want help from and stuff like that so yeah we all just gotta check up on each other and just not expect it like one-sided like checkups and everything like that yeah yeah like so, how you said about the black men that's the one that, when i had my thing with the blacklist last month that was one of the main things i brought up because black men are expected to always have like an emotional control or not show I don't know why not show you know sadness or certain things and it's equated to weakness and I don't understand why showing certain emotions showing love showing empathy and like that softer side would be equated to feminist I mean feminist uh being feminine or equated to weakness if anything that's a sign of strength being able to show you know how you actually feel and be able to communicate that that should be a skill but instead it's kind of in some areas it's still looked down upon and a lot of people because they don't learn how to um, express those emotions they go about it through different things through alcohol use through drugs through you know they they can gain depression um which is something i've also dealt with is depression and just not being able to um, find an outlet for that whether that be music art sports just writing whatever they want to do um they're just forced to just bottle that all up and that's why we have so many things um where people would have anger issues or people that you know like i said relationship issues 
Um, if they don't know how to communicate to their partner and then their kids, mm. and then it's passed down from their kids to their big one, that their grandkids, and then it becomes generational a generational thing. Exactly. So, and then there's also environmental depression. So like people living like in certain areas, if if you go to a neighborhood like them rich neighborhoods, <laughs> to be honest, and there's like real <laughs> open and nice, they got the trees, they got nature, little paths and walkways and water. Yep. Being in an environment like that. Versus being in a place that's like real, like constrictive or like it's only in buildings or it's pollution or you can't see like your house from the window. Everything's just brown also puts you in a different perspective. So being able to change your surroundings, whether it be people, if you can't change your environment, change, you know, what you can change, whether it be your room, try and go places. Right. Um, but like trying to take a different route of, of, um, I guess mending any of the and counseling. Oh my gosh, counseling for me. Even when I was growing up, people sometimes would like make fun of people that had to go to counseling, or they'd be like, "Why you gotta talk to them?" Or nobody wanted to say anything about going to the counselor or having to talk about their feelings or talk about like the stuff that they're going through because it's like it's seen as embarrassing and it's like yeah, you, it's like you make a joke out of it exactly. And instead it's of like taking stupid. that strength, mm-hmm, and you, instead of taking that like seeing it as strength, it's taking that step towards fixing something for not only yourself but those around you and to have to you know work with you it's it's just i don't know all of it all those different things interconnected into each other just causes so many generational things that i think needs to be worked out and i'm just not not even just talking about the black community like the black community um just people of color in general um, like i said men it's not just men, black men it's a lot of men in general but right. and then even mm-hmm. black women because black women um women in general are known to show uh emotions but a lot of black women even at, that's shown through healthcare stuff they don't expect black women to have as many emotions or they're supposed to be strong it was actually taught in certain man i'm going i'm sorry this is all actually taught in certain healthcare practices that black women can tolerate more pain but in reality it's it's not that way Oh yeah, um, it's up on the show. I had seen, seen it, that, so I know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I didn't know that was real until I researched. I was like, are you serious? So they don't believe yeah. us when we say that we have certain pains, or they're like, oh, well, she can handle it. She can deal with it, especially pregnant women. Oh my gosh, don't give me stuff. I'm not surprised though, because you know, at one point, us African Americans weren't even labeled as you know humans. You know, they considered us like you know two thirds of a human with the whole rule. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised. We have to like overcome so much, honestly. So. I'm not even surprised with that, like, with that info. Yeah, yeah and there's a, they said Maybe. there's so much trauma through stuff like that and slavery and all that that's literally ingrained mental in our health. DNA. It's like years, of, it's like generations like mental health, like that carries over, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like embedded into us, sadly, but we got to find ways to like, you know, change that, honestly. It's like, yeah. And it's this like, thing with yeah. is like society itself, like you guys have said, when it comes, especially to black men, they, it's like this pressure that makes no sense is placed on us. We can't show emotion. We can't mm-hmm. be ourselves. We expect to be the anchor of everything. We're supposed to hold it all Trust me, we got to hold it all We got to hold up the community. With work and, and the family, you know, right. like, how we're supposed to do it. No help, no assistance. <laughs> on our own. Macho shit, yeah. It's like, oh, Super yeah, he's making the money. The oh, yeah, he got the money. He got to look at Macho man, oh, yeah. Funny as hell, bro. Supposed to be, supposed to be Super Cena, you know. Hey, no one can see us. Yeah, you gotta be there. You know the super Cena. You know, like never forget the OC, the Cena from like 05 to like 2010 when he was like just this Superman perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's from like 06 though. Like 
Wait, this man used to get beat up the whole match and then just winning two moves. We're talking about something. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you something. What's your name? It doesn't yeah, matter bro. what your name is. Bro, it's like... But, uh, I'll never... Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, I'll, never, I'll never forget. Um, I was listening to Brandon Marshall speak on the Iron Athlete podcast. And he was talking about how um, he has a son. And he has a daughter. And he was saying his son would, no, he started off with um, his daughter. His daughter would be playing outside. She runs, she falls, she scrapes her knee. And she's crying, daddy, daddy, I'm hurting, yada, 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 yada. He's like, oh, baby, it's okay. Mm. And then he, and then, you know, his son go out there, runs, falls, scrapes his knee, he's crying. He's like, the fuck you crying for? Mm, and and that's and that's and that's how us as men, that's how we're raised. Like that's just how it is. Like that at least that's how it was when I was growing up. Like mm. like don't let some tear fall down my fall down my eye. My dad gonna gonna take gonna gonna take his fist, which was at the time about the size of my head, and go boom, <laughs> right in my, right in the middle of my chest. Because he was like, "We don't cry. You just man up." And I grew up in a barbershop environment, and that's and we, we all know how the barbershop environment. Yeah, and and it was and and it was like barbershop in like the middle of the fucking hood. Like it was like that. Bunch of ignorant niggas. So, so that's so that's so that's the environment that I was raised in. And it was like you can't cry. You you walk in this barbershop, you better not cry. And they would and it and you can see it in a lot of dudes today, because like you said, Nashara, where people, you know, when they get into those moments. And they don't want to talk to anybody. They rather do drugs or drink alcohol or they take it out with sex and and what other, other crazy stuff. Yeah, whatever. Deep end crazy, you see it a lot. Crazy stuff that people do. Some people are like crazy gym rats because they're so depressed. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another yeah. I've, I've noticed that. Or honestly. food. Food is a Definitely. big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Eating disorders. Yep. But it's it's just ridiculous, and and the thing that kind of makes me mad about this topic is people only care about mental health. And I said it on here before; I'll say it again. People only care about th- about this certain topic when it applies to them. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, someone close to them is depressed, or they're depressed themselves, mm-hmm. or someone has committed suicide or someone attempted suicide or, or someone's like too late they waiting so it's too late or someone, or someone has yeah. gone off the deep end and they just have a whole mental uh, breakdown like an episode and you're just like yeah. well, where the fuck did this come from what what happened why didn't you come talk They're to not me? noticing the red flags yeah bro yeah and then it's and then it's like for someone like me it's like well i did try and come talk to you but when i try to talk to you you have shut to me down listen. don't shut listen. me down you made it seem like I was tripping. Mm-hmm. You made it in, or you turned it into something that it didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like 
we we as people just need to be careful around people that are going through shit. That's why I always that that's 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 why I really like agree with the whole be kind. Yeah. Like, like don't walk around here being a dick to people. Like I understand there are some people that deserve it. <laughs> people that deserve it. Some people deserve to get cussed out. Some people deserve to get slapped. Some people deserve violence. But some, not most. Most people are just out here trying to be good, trying to be good people, trying to be kind to as kind and generous as they can be. Mm. But hey, what do I know? But yeah, it's, it's uh, a topic that's going to keep coming up because as a society, they, I mean, now they're starting to focus on mental health a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, for a long time, it was like, oh, just get over it, just like Darian said. <clears throat> like, there's a lot of us black men and just black people in general, we grew up in environments where we can't show emotion. We can't be weak if we can't show weakness. We can't. We can't show any form of emotion. We gotta just take it on the chest, take it on the <clears> whatever <throat> we can, end up and keep pushing. So that's why a lot of us when we're older, especially me, because I, I have a very bad expression problem. Because sometimes I would literally not say anything, and I'm working on it. But yeah, a lot of people have an expression problem where they literally can't even like say how they feel because all they're growing up in their childhood they had to suppress it. They had to suppress it. They had to suppress it. Suppress it. Yeah. Suppress it. And they were told, oh, your voice um, doesn't mean anything. I'm the parent. You go whatever the hell I say or get the hell out of my house. That, I've been told that so many times. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, or, from, or from what I've seen is the only thing that people know how to express is anger. Yeah, I was just about mm-hmm. to say that. Too. Right. Like, it sounds like an argument. That, like, and like, and they do express it. And that, like argument. that is it's not, it's not fun. I don't like how mm-hmm. People only take people seriously when they're mad. Like, exactly, it's why, not good. Why do I have to be mad? And that's a big issue in the African American community rage too. Out like, and literally, like Darius, I have a full mental breakdown where I'm just just going through the cycle of emotions for you to take me seriously. When like after a while, trying for help, help, trying to be calm, like bro, I need help. I need someone to talk to. He was like, nah, I'm not that serious, bro. You trip. You'll be good. And it's also in how people respond to it, that's because like how during like. If I use, let's say, the crack uh, epidemic as a well, epidemic, sure now, um, <laughs> as a, as an <laughs> example, at first when people were doing drugs and stuff like that, they were like, "Oh, it's criminal. Oh, it's this and that," and they were like, "Well, that's because it was affecting black people because you know what's his name brought it in." But that's another part. Um, <laughs> but it was affecting a lot of people, and so they looked at it as a criminal thing, and they threw them in jail, and they you know they find them and did all these things, and then after. Uh, said people <laughs> started being affected by the epidemic. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they turned it around. It's like, oh, you know, maybe they're why are they taking drugs? Maybe we should look more into why they're doing this and how it's affecting them. And now we need to look at the mental the mental issues of the reasons they're taking the drugs and what are they trying to fix and what's going on. And so that also helped to dive more into like mental health in general and like the the root of the problem. And if you don't get to the root of the problem, which is a, like um, the mental health part of it, you're never going to be able to fix anything. So I feel like taking that not only a different perspective of looking at it, but also a different perspective in reacting to it is just as important um, overall. Definitely. That's it. <laughs> and it's just like, also Facts, no that, our, that our generation <laughs> is having. We're the first ones that's really like dealing heavily with the mental health. Because mm-hmm. our, our parents' generation wasn't dealing with it. Our parents' generation, you know what they did? They just worked. 
Go to work, come home, make a living. Go to work. Or I'm home, right, and you don't listen to me, and that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my way like or what the I highway. Say goes, it's my way or the highway. Like, come it's on. Like, like the door right there. Like, yeah, the, the door right there lets you know when to leave. You can get the like fuck said. out. You can get the fuck out. <laughs> so it's just like, they have no on this very stern and hard mentality. They weren't taught to deal with these mental issues, so we're growing up. Mm. Our parents are raising us the way they were raised, but that's not the way to do it. Sometimes and that's because what they had to go through themselves. So it's not fully it's blame. It's just a fault in society to start channeling in the importance of mental health before now. Before the last yeah. like just because you're taught one way doesn't mean it's the right way, honestly. Exactly. And that's the issue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in a lot of situations that would have been so much better and would have worked out so much in a more positive light if people just looked at it from a mental health service because it's real. It's not <clears throat> Some made up fiction thing that you know people try to make you like, oh, you know, you're just stripping, you're just inside your own head. No, yeah, health is a thing. Sometimes depression is serious, sometimes suicidal thoughts should be taken for joke. It's just one mm-hmm. of the things where we have to all work together to not only help ourselves, you know, help if, if you guys have siblings and everything, mm-hmm. but help the next generation that's coming in. People that's having kids, the people that's gonna have kids, yeah, like help your kids. Uh, help we're all gonna kids. end up having yeah, a family okay. at some point because we're not getting any right. younger. I'm turning 20, <laughs> 30 is knocking like to be 24 hey, next bro. month, bro. Hey, bro. That's crazy hey, to think hey, about. Hey, listen, man, I, we I'm all know mid 20s, bro. So it's like, yeah, like time is passing by before we realize we could be over and talk about our You family. said 24 next month, I'm turning 23 yeah, next, I'm you. turning 24 next week, exactly. But <laughs> Gemini season, literally right around the corner, like bro. Gemini squad. Crazy. Oh, you motherfuckers in here. Oldest best sign. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All you motherfuckers. And that's why it's two of us on the best sign. This this man dancing. I think it's some older. <laughs> I'm not gonna say my age, dude. Nishal, <laughs> you're not that old. You be alright. <laughs> right, I'm one hey, year older. Hey, you, you be alright. You know what they say about Gemini's? We got two hey, after 25. We twice I, don't, as nice. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not ready for that 26 yet. <laughs> I got a, I got a few, wait, next year. Yeah, never next, next yeah, year. Look, we're in our 20s, look, we're, we're still young. Oh, look, I already feel like I'm Uncle Sam for like three kids and more of a driver. You've been, you've been Uncle Sam for like six years. I know. Six right. years, man. But now, now <laughs> it's like, now it's like I'm actually Uncle Sam. For like, I got kids out here. You're almost Grandpa Sam for. Oh my God. Bro, I'm an actual uncle, like. I'm an actual oh, wow. uncle, too. I, I have a Same, whole nephew. Yeah. But the thing, I don't call him a nephew because we're close in age. He's like 19, so I just call him Yeah, like, I got two nieces, yeah. so yeah. I've been yeah, an uncle like, for about eight years now. Right. Actually, my it's niece just, just turned eight. Yeah, just like last week, actually. Oh. My, man's, my man's just had a daughter, so I'm claiming her as my niece. Oh, you're talking about bio? <laughs> yeah. Bio, right, yeah. Mm-hmm, bio. Shout out to Bio. Appreciate shout out support, bro. I know he been Congrats, listening, bro. I know he be yeah, He listening. does, though. He definitely shows love. Yeah, shout he, out to Bio, because he definitely he, shows all the love. He stay like, hitting running up like, our no, listeners. I keep doing your thing. Yeah. I'm like, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, for but, a fact. Yeah, yeah we appreciate like, that support. We're not getting any younger, and we're all going to mm-hmm. end up having a family, so we're going to have to have prepared to be having these conversations, dealing with these situations with mental health, our kids going through the ringer, and Knowing what we've went through, we're not going to ignore our children's plies. Mm-hmm. We're going to take it seriously. We're going to take the proper steps. We're going to help them out. We're not going to try to ignore it because we were raised differently from our parents. We are the entrepreneurship generation. We're the open season generation where we're woke and we see a lot of things from an open perspective. Like we're not just looking at everything black or white. There's a lot of silver mm-hmm. ground. 
there's a lot of silver lining in life. It's not okay, you pick a side. It's kind of like, yo, sometimes you can't pick a side. Sometimes you have to stay neutral. But that's one thing I like about our generation, to be honest, is the fact that we're able, we don't just, like how you said, just look at it just black and white. Like how, I guess, the, I don't want to say the previous generations, uh, like our parents' parents grew up with, mm-hmm. because they went and through, the you know, boom. a lot of the civil rights movies yeah, and had to boom. deal with certain things. So they harden up. And a lot of things they just kind of like, like I like how they bottled up and like, you're going to listen to me because they want to protect their kids and stuff. And it's like, now we see all these different problems and people aren't as afraid to speak up. And then I was afraid to, you know, to be like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. You're right, you're right. right. Like, right. <laughs> not going to sit here and be like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the military, man. I'm not about right. to no. and just say, okay, yes, fine. It's no. like we're humans. Like, yeah, not robots, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't like how there's some people out here, some parents, where it's like, their relationship with their child is like a dictatorship. That's not. Oh my gosh, I know someone like that. that. I just feel bad. It's not okay. It's like because you're trying to groom somebody to be a productive member of society, right? You're trying to show your child the world and how to navigate it properly, right? How are they going to be truly successful when you raise them up in a dictatorship? By the way, they're just going to be part of the wheel. They're just going to be part of the spinning wheel of society. They're going to get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And I've told parents, I'm like, you got to get your child grow. You got to get let the wings, let them fly, let them develop and become their own person with the proper confidence and everything. And mm-hmm. I've been shot down and thought, I'm tripping. I'm like, okay, when your child has problems in the future, you can only blame yourself because, like I said, after a certain point, you have to let them grow. You mm-hmm. have to let them go out there, make the mistakes because making mistakes is not the bad thing. It's how you bounce back from it. It's how you, okay, I did this. I put myself in this situation. How am I going to get myself out of the situation? And how am I going to bounce out? How am I going to be good? How am I going to get back to the proper level I'm at? That is the whole thing. Because we're human. <laughs> we're all going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Especially young people. Young people were stupid. We're, we're stupid. Like we're Exactly. We're still growing up, honestly. We're literally still trying to figure out I'm the a long world. Way to go. This. And even life in the, is a journey in itself. But we're also trying to figure out the world. That's the best way to learn. In the world. I feel like the young 20s the are the most confusing age, honestly. Because like you're yeah, just I feel, I feel like the most confusing age <laughs> like, that's why we're still, like... is 16 to 23. That is yes. the <laughs> most confusing period where you're exposed to a lot of stuff in a short while like you're still time, young, yeah, bro. Mentally and expected to, to keep it, it together. Right, expected to keep it together, expected to make no mistakes, no problems. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's just like how a lot of these kids. They come out of high school. They don't even... Look at you calling them kids, Grandpa. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> These kids coming out of high school and they literally... Like, I literally had a situation literally like a year ago where I was talking to a young, young cat and he was telling me that he wanted to do this and that. I'm like, bro, you don't need to go to college for that. You don't need to waste your time getting a loan for that. Get a certificate, get working. In four years, you're going to make six figures. Mm-hmm. You can make a lot more making connections and networking, and networking than and just going straight. So important. It's important thing, especially like, who you know. It's his about <laughs> who you know, man. Listen, that's that is that's how it is. That's how you advance, man. When you know someone that's at the top and you're showing that you have the dedication of the potential to grow, they're gonna help you. Naturally. I wish I learned that my freshman year of college, honestly. Man, man, like, listen. It's all about who you know. I always man. tell people I, swear, if I could go back. I wish me and Darian was just talking about this the other day. <laughs> It's like, uh, I wish I could go back to 2014, man. OMG, OMG. I wish I can go back and not go to PG when I did. 
because oh I, my God. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was just saying, okay, I'll do this, I'll do that. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And now I'm trying to bounce back, which is fine. You know, that's, that's just life. But I always tell kids, if you don't know what you're going to do after high school, you need a year. You need a year to yeah. Just start working, right? Yeah, honestly, Word. yeah. Just like, just start working. Figure out what you're doing. Save up. Figure Volunteer, up, you know. intern. Volunteer, get an internship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once you know what you're doing, you follow the path. Sometimes you don't got to go to school for four years. Look, like you only got to go to school for nine months. Get your certificate, get rolling. In four years, you're going to be making six figures anyway. You're going to have the type of job you would have got going to school for four years where you just wouldn't focus on grinding, working. You have flexibility to do other things you want to do in life. Because, man, we only got one life to live, man. You can't mm-hmm. be spending life worried about school and work all the time, man. Right, like, exactly. Can't be. Like, it's like for example, mm-hmm. this podcast. This is another one. Yeah, of we should have started this podcast like, with this topic. This <laughs> is like shit. But, like, I, I wanted to get the sports out the way. But, yeah, like, yeah, the first th- hour, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Like, and I'm not trying to make it too long, so I'm about to hurry up. <laughs> Gotta end it on a banger, you know. Yeah, like, hey, it strong. End it on a banger. Y'all, you know, boom. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's like if you don't know what you're doing, Take a take a year grind, get your money up, get a plan together. You may only need to go, need to get an associate's degree for what you want to do. There's so many different right. things in True. life that you can you don't need to go to four year university or sometimes even six. I mean, granted, six I mean, figures granted, yeah. being a radiological tech or something like that. And all you need is an associate's degree. Yeah, all you need. Oh, is wow. I was like, what? Most people yeah. think like a doctor's yeah. degree. For yeah, that. you don't. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. You only need associate's Shoot. degree. Associate's degree, you get a good internship. Six figures. And most people think stuff in a medical in about field a year, requires a doctor's degree figures. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like when it comes to medical field, it's like, oh, we definitely need a doctor's degree for that. It's like, oh, man, let me let me say something about the medical. Because some of these doctors out here, bro, medical field in the medical field is about who like, you know and what you are. Some of these people should not be doctors. I'm like, they really <laughs> should. Yes. I have really so many should. certain bad experiences, bro. It's like, how in the world did you like get certified as a doctor? It's like some of these. All right, even I know you can't take that many Tylenol. What? <laughs> like, exactly. like I'm a medical doctor, assistant. Like, come on now. Bro, <laughs> it's like this is one doctor in particular. I remember it's like my sister. Like, I think like put me on to him or something like that. Me and my mom started going to him. Never again. I'm just like, how in the hell did he become a doctor? Like, end up messing me, you know, end up like messing up my hearing, like my ear, something like that. I don't know what he was trying to do. I was real young, but it's just like, what the fuck, bro? It's like, uh, it was like one of the foreign doctors, too. You know, those foreign people are, you can barely understand them. They ask so many questions <laughs> as they're doing, you you know, their practice. I'm like, really, bro? It's like, you're sitting here talking to me. Are you paying attention to what you're doing? It's just like, bro. There's something about these doctors, bro. Look at that. I was in yeah. damn dialysis. Dialysis is probably the most toxic medical field you could be in. Because everybody thinks they're the shit. Everybody thinks they know everything because they've been doing it for over 20 years. So they, they oh think, my gosh, I they, hate when they, they, they walk in, they walk in like they own the <laughs> place, especially them damn dogs. They, they walk in like they're God's creation. I'm like, okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. medical field is a lot of what who you know and what you're trying to be. The only reason you need to go to school, school for med- if you're trying to be a it's for clinical work. Or for that, yeah. Like most like of the positions, surgeons, I'm like, telling you, bro. Yeah, like that. That heavy, dense stuff. Well, you're trying to because really, some really jobs not. require degrees. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah, like yeah, definitely yeah. like some jobs do require degrees. Like, but I'm especially even you, in like the yeah. more than fifty percent of medical jobs, you don't have to go to school. You don't, you don't even have to for nutrition or nothing either. You you, you can don't. claim your one and not even have to prove it. <laughs> no, like nutrition, they don't even get public tech, bro. One of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dietitian, no, it's dietitian. Nutrition, you have to go to class for that. You have to go to class. But yeah, like. A lot of them, you don't even have to go to school. You either just work with a company and they'll send you to school. 
once you get a job with the company you just learn within the job exactly. honestly like, think about is, it. that's the best way to learn hands-on I didn't, I didn't go to school to be a, a medical assistant no i went to trade school i got it in nine months like you learn more <laughs> about doing hands-on on a job just like seeing it up and close then once that's when i got the other certifications i need and i was working right away that's tough had i would have stayed in the bullshit would have happened i would have been making six figures yeah it's 20, 20. I would have made six figures by now. Oh, wow. I would have had, what, four years? You need to take some notes. That's <laughs> something new, bro. Like, that's what you do your research. Like, what, honestly, it's all about, like, just researching what jobs require what amount of experience. Because most jobs will say what experience you know. So, yeah, like, if you depend on what you want to do, if you really know what you want to do, like, definitely just look up, like, you know, what job requires, like, how much experience you need. You need it for the job, honestly. And, hey, that's a smart way to go about it. And, that's what you really want to do because sometimes you may not really need like a four years, like a undergrad right. degree for it or something. I mean, like I said, four years, I always give credit because me right now, I'm not in a bachelor's degree. I'm not even in a degree mentality. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. like four me, years. No, don't be in a rush, man. Don't school? be in a rush. Put it like yeah, that. I took, a, I took longer than four years to get my degree. This is what technically <laughs> <20, laughs> changed me. So it's been yeah. six years basically, and I got my just got my bachelor's. And no shame and I'm okay that. with like, it, no you know. Because yeah. yeah. I, I took an extra you got semester it. That's because because sometimes That's like the reason why I had to take an extra semester it took me four and a half years because sometimes you can't handle so many classes within you know right, yeah. semester. You're a human being. It's like. So yeah, that's why it takes longer. Some classes are kind of hard, where it's like, yeah, you got to take this class at a certain time. Well, I had just moved here, and I only could sign Mm -hmm. up for two classes because that was all that was left. (laughs) That was stuck going with two classes and then one class, and then I got my like full load or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that kind of slowed up the process. Classes get taken up so fast. Yup, yeah, you gotta like really make your schedule fast. Yeah, African American history, I recommend that because that was that was a fun class. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of people say that class. You learn a lot, and it's a fun. So many discussions. Like yeah, that in the law class I took. I love both of them. Yeah. So yeah, like I always give credit to the people that got their degree in four years. Like they went to school. You definitely got it out of the way. I give them credit because I know me, I would have not been able to do it. Especially <laughs> the ones that work. Yeah, like the ones that work the and ones that work. School, yeah, I, I give you clap of applause. I'm like, this I had hurt. like the <laughs> blessing of like having parents to look out. Yeah, I've like I admit that. Yeah, I had the blessing of not working all of my four years. You know, granted, I did work study on campus, but that's different though because like you made your schedule. They make your schedule yeah. different, like your school schedule. So it's different having like an actual job, job and going to school though. So like, shout out to people who did, did that because I couldn't. I stayed. Not gonna lie, I had like a job, thing. job. Yeah, it's like if I only got a job on my like my last my last semester of like school or whatever. Like, cause all I had was like nine credit, uh, nine like credit hours at the time. So all I had was three more classes. So I was able to handle that. But if I had like a job, job now, I couldn't be able to like balance that. Couldn't see myself mm-hmm. doing that. Or oh, what it took more than four years for sure. So yeah, the people who can like can do that and like still, yeah, get their like degree years, in a good amount of time. Yeah, you're different. Like kind of, you know, you build different for real. <laughs> built different. Mm-hmm. All right, we're in the last part of the pod. The one we ask the guests the beautiful question. You in there. Yep. You in there. Let's make it quick and snappy, fellas. All right. So, you just graduated and stuff. So, I'm going to get into that a little bit. Uh, oh, this for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. All the questions for you. Yep. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah, you're oh okay. Yeah, you're All the right. I'll open ears. You're the guest. <laughs> Shit, I guess, like royalty. <laughs> I love how Dan did the soak. Like, he was like, yeah, congratulations. Bro. All right. I'm like, so, I was talking about that Odell so, meme, honestly. So, congratulations, Miss Graduate. Thank you. Um, so, 
because I don't really think you mentioned it. So where did you go to school? It's three, it's three, it's three, three questions. Where did you okay, go to school? Okay. Shut right down. What did you get your degree in? And what you plan on doing with it? Ooh, that last one. Okay. Um, let me start with the first one, because that's easy. So I went to Towson University. Um, I uh wait, what was the second question? <laughs> what did I get my degree in? Okay. I got my degree in what well, was originally health science, but they changed it midway to health education and promotion. So I technically took like clinical stuff, but also like public health courses. So it's kind of like both. Um, I enjoyed the school somewhat. Um, it was a PWI. Part of me wishes I went to HBCU, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was a decent experience. Um, what am I going to do with it after? Um, that's what part I'm trying to figure out right now. Uh, like Sanford said, I don't really want to rush it. Because I'm in a position that's very, I feel like it's like, it's very confusing and I don't know which way to go because what I, the choices I make right now can potentially affect my next 10 years or however, 20 years. But at the same time, like, I feel like I'm blessed because I have options. Um, so like I, I slimmed it down to either, uh, I thought about going to the military mostly because I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. And I already have a degree. So I would could technically be an officer. Um, they get paid pretty well. Yeah, and you would be I, you got yep. 20 credits. So you're, you're basically, sorry to cut it off, but you're basically, no, no, you're basically fine. like less than a month. All you're going to be learning is the job. Yeah, oh, you're, we'll see. You're, you're literally going to go and you're going to have a rank. They're going to be, like, you'll be straight. Like, you're probably going to be like an E5 within less than a year. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> So the military is definitely one option. It's just, I don't, I don't know, just the way with this whole, the world, the world country is going and all this stuff that kind of like puts me off to that idea. Um, but I'm still considering it. The second option, um, I was considering going for my master's. Um, it was either going to be in public policy, public policy, or um, like the MSW uh, JD or I was gonna get the social work one because um, I really wanna work with people that don't necessarily have that voice um, for them. And I wanna help change like laws and <clears throat> and um, just work in like that area because a lot of people is like, oh, I want this change, oh, I want that change, but they don't have the resources or the people that actually care to do it. And they just kind of like, I don't know, I feel like I could do that. My heart, I'm just a little too empathetic. So that's why I can't be like an actual social worker. <laughs> so I wouldn't be wanting to take all the kids home and everything. Um, but yeah, that's my second one. And then my third one was nursing school because I figured I went through nursing school and I learned the clinical aspects of everything and then went for public health. Um, I'd have a lot more like, I guess, not itinerary, but like. Yeah, I guess experiences. I can't think of the word right now. I don't know. But um, I guess I'll just I'll use experience right now. Um, so like people would actually listen to me more about what I have to say. I'd have a lot more knowledge, not just of clinical aspect, but then the public health aspect. And I'd be able to kind of integrate them. And I feel like it would make me a lot better, a lot better uh, person to help with the different issues. If I just learn the mental health part, but I don't learn like how, you know, different drugs affect different types of people or how like, you know, uh, certain people deal with hypertension and this and that. 
Like, if I can put them together, I just feel like you could do a lot more. So that's why I considered that. I just get grossed out too easy. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if I can be in there. <laughs> that's, that's surprising. I didn't think you had the weak skin, man. I didn't have the what? The weak skin. That's not yeah. weak. I don't want to nobody throwing up on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why. Nah, I was messing with you. You good. <laughs> um, honestly, I think you should go down the social work part because just the way you talk and like the attitude you have the energy and the passion to truly make a difference even though i know you don't want to be you know super hands-on actually i kind of do you know oh if you do that you might as well go social worker it's just the money part they don't make as much money but the money's not the biggest thing to me but i'm also slightly a little bougie (laughs) so i'm like i'm trying to figure out how to balance that and you do social work or you do something else on the side that helps make yeah it's always good to have a side hustle and this especially exactly. this always always mm-hmm. good to have a side and doordash is not it no. No, I, I don't <laughs> no, no, no 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 cc doordash i'm, I'm gonna tell you so let me, i'm gonna talk about doordash real quick and i'm gonna be about it because i actually know someone that does doordash and make pretty good money doordash mm-hmm. is something you should have already been doing like when i was doing it in like 2018 2019 it was sweet yeah, i did it like a few I'm times picking up, picking up orders just like that i'm making like hundreds of dollars a day now because the market's so oversaturated oh. it's covid they literally ended up hiring a whole bunch of people last year so it's like now if you try to get in you're gonna get like maybe one or two orders because doordash is an algorithm type of thing where like mm. it, it feeds the people that's been doing it the most like the more you do it the more orders you're gonna so like now, I would definitely not recommend anyone DoorDash <laughs> or Uber none of that because basically the people that's been doing it for years are the ones that's gonna get the most order. Yeah, which the most benefits. Yeah, exactly. So that's how the algorithm so, works. It's so like, so like, if you start now in DoorDash, you're not gonna start eating until like 2023, 2024. Yeah, you're you're gonna get like one only go during peak pay. <laughs> you're gonna do one. Yeah. You're gonna get like a few orders, even on the hot days, like Thursday to Sunday, because those. Mm-hmm. Are those are the, usually the hot days. Even if you go to the city, if you're going to D.C., you go to Baltimore, you're not going to get that much orders. Like, now especially, because it's so oversaturated. It's mm-hmm. I would recommend downloading Steady. Steady is a very good app to download. Because there's always, there's always jobs on there. Always nice little side jobs. And like laundry, picking up a shift somewhere. Steady is mm-hmm. a good app. See, I'm going to y'all hit some money mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, we all this is all for the, the money team. We 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 cash money millionaire over here. <laughs> but I mean, for everyone is a very good app. The side jobs, they give you also financial advice, how to save mm-hmm. money, all this credit, all that. So steady is definitely the app you want to have for your phone for sure. Okay. I actually wrote that down, so definitely be looking into that. 100 percent But um, okay, so let me get to my question. Since you've got your degree. Where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? Like I said, you're in your mid-20s, so we're talking mid-30s now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, in 10 years, well, one, are we just talking about educational-wise or just in general? In general. In general. In general. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm married, you know. I, I, I do want kids eventually. Not now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hell. But- <laughs> oh, Lord. You got to take care but- of yourself first, man. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, nah, I can't do it. I'm be like, all right, you're crying too much. Can you take it back? Like- <laughs> yeah, not for real, though. I'm just trying to be like, can we please mm-hmm. take it back? I need a break Where for a day. Where is the mute button? Do we not have one? For That will be lovely to have a mute button. Boop. <laughs> Boop. But, yeah, I would see myself with a family. 
Um, I want to be, I want to have traveled by then because I love traveling. So I want to have traveled. Um, I, I want to do like a nonprofit, just not sure yet what, because I was doing the thing, like I said, the blessing bags for the homeless, um, which I still kind of do, but that does take a lot of time and money because I'm basically the main one funding it <laughs> right now. Wow. And if I want to put more into that, I'm going to mm. put a lot more time and my time's already like everywhere. Right, right. Um, and I would hope that I'm done with school. And if I choose a school route um, and that I already have a career, um, probably social work since Sansa, Sansa has put that on me. And um, yeah, I would have, I want to have savings. Um, and I don't know. I just, I'm just trying to live for real. If that, if that's the best way for me to sum it up. No, I'm just no, trying no, to that, live. That, that's, that, that was a good answer. Like <laughs> the second thing, tell them about the blacklist. I was going oh, yeah. to ask that. That takes my question. But yeah, that yeah that knocks out two birds on one stone though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's your question mark. Yeah, yeah, that pretty okay. much yeah, it's my question. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the blacklist is this thing that I started because, well, for one, I felt like there was a lot of like black businesses and you know people doing this and um, if you want to say side hustles, doing that on the side, there's art, there's all these different like things that black people are doing but it's just spread out everywhere and nobody can really find anything it's hard to connect and so I started to kind of put like spotlights and focus on different people um every month um so like last last month um it was like poetry month um so we did that it was also sexual assault awareness month so we did uh like a little uh, video thing the sample is on he read his little poetry and everything. Yeah, um, he was really good. That. He was really good. Yeah, so I applaud him. Um, I appreciate that, it, y'all. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Um, well, she but know I got to support the fam. Come on now. <laughs> I just basically wanted like to have something like a like a safe space, I guess, for Black people to network, to find different things without having to go everywhere, and just to build community, like a just a place of community. Um, I'm still working on different things. Uh, it's been a kind of slow process because this is my first time working truly with social media. So I'm kind of trying to fill it out. Um, but, you know, check it out. Follow me. It's Blacklist with a Q. So it's B-L-A-Q-K-L-I-S-T. Um, and just, you know, stay in touch and you can see what happens for yourself. That's what's up. That's what's up for sure. I'm right. Oh, Evan, I see you in the corner. Do you have a question? All right, so my question was about to be like way back, like about graduation and stuff, like in school and whatnot. But like, mm. what made you choose Towson? <laughs> Honestly, it was the only one I truly applied. <laughs> I chose to. Oh no, that and because none of the other ones really had health, health science. Like I wanted to go to Morgan, but everyone was kept. I had just moved here, so I like this was like a little bit after. And not like I heard like different things about the area and this and that. I'm like, okay, I mean, Morgan seems cool, but I didn't know it was a, like one like a HBCU, I think. Um, Bowie, I thought about Bowie. They didn't have the program I wanted. I did want to go there. They were more focused, I think, on like law and stuff like that. And I wasn't interested in that then. Um, so I just chose Towson. The campus was nice. Uh, the people I met there seemed nice. Um, overall, the experiences was was okay. I don't, I don't. Honestly, I still don't feel like I really found my community. I attended a few things. Like I attended this thing called Towson Freedom School, which I really love. And like all the the um, functions that like, I uh, what's it called? Wow, the BSU, duh. 
and like different things like that. And I try to get involved, not just in like black politics, stuff, but like um, I got into the recycling. Um, I think it was like a cycling club. I got into that and like helping the environment um, and all those different things. But yeah, I chose Towson mostly because I applied there and they accepted me and it wasn't super. <laughs> That's why. But overall, it's a good experience and um, I'm hoping it'll take me places. Sure, for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely going to Towson. That, that's a little feather in your cap. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that's really it. Unless it's been a good long anything, episode. Y'all got anything more to ask the, lo- the lovely one before we cut off for to this week? Okay. Anyway, like I said, shout out to all the support. We love y'all motherfuckers. Like I said, we international now, bro. Mark, Mark, tell, tell the countries we in, bro. Because like I said, you oh, yeah, talking, yeah, matter of fact. Well, you told me, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. So hold up. So the countries we're in right now, of course, the United States, Germany. Let's see. What else? I know we got UK uh, people. Kingdom, Netherlands, Nigeria. Oh, wow. United Arab Emirates. Yup. Like, we're international. We're out here. Like, six yeah. different demographics, honestly. Damn, we so, got niggas listening to us in Dubai? That's crazy. <laughs> that's a flex, bro. And then, that's a flex. Like, 1.1, you know, okay, like, total, like, listens and everything. So, we're just going up from here, honestly. Yeah, it's like, and like rate, I said, going imagine. For, like, five months, it's like, we're doing a lot for, like, for within five months, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it's been like five months. It's just starting off, like, over a thousand. Most people can't even get that within, like, a year, honestly. Mm-hmm. A thousand plays. So, it's like, sheesh. And like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm motivated doing this, so definitely appreciate the support. And the very humble is, and just crazy like blessed by it, honestly. Is we're not like you know supported by some big machine or got mm-hmm. like some big spot. Mm-hmm. We naturally grew this. Like we're we're literally four regular guys that your walk across the street say was good to have a laugh and keep it going. We're not like these super high. You know, unreachable people. We're regular guys just like everybody else. So that's what makes it so great. And we appreciate everybody that supports sharing it, playing with the friends, playing with the family, playing at work. This man Mark got people at work fucking with it. I got a few co-workers with it too. Shout out to y'all. I fuck with y'all. This <laughs> man this Mark one. pulling up the people at AT and T, getting them to subscribe. <laughs> nah, it's, it's like right. honestly, it just like comes up. I'm just like, yeah, it's like because they got stuff going on too. It's just like you know, they ask, you know, what I do and everything. I was like, hey. It's one of the main things that we're building up, so might as well put people on to it. Well, Such no, like you know, yeah. a very communication we got, world. We gotta like, grow the brand, like you said. with the podcast. Like podcasts are really becoming like a good thing. So really, us starting this is like really a good thing because podcast mm-hmm. is definitely a good like, but like you know, little thing that a lot of people are doing, like a good wave that's going on right now. So yeah, I can't believe yeah. I had just caught onto the wave like a year ago. I started listening to NPR Code Switch. Oh my gosh! Like after that. Y'all should take that out, by the way. I'm not going to say too much about it. Just look at it. But after mm-hmm. that, like, For I started sure. getting the podcast. And then I heard y'all was doing the podcast. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's uh-huh. it's, it's so much more interesting than just listening like, oh, to music. Like, it. educating yeah. yourself mm-hmm. uh, on a daily without having to, like, sit down and watch TV and just listen to the same old songs on the radio. Like, I like, like it. podcast <laughs> is so creative. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you could be you on podcast and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, be yourself. And all it's, these it's so, more than yeah. just being you. It's like when you make a podcast, see, the thing I noticed, I've been reading up on, on a lot of things lately. The thing I noticed with a lot of people when they started podcasts, they started with people either two things. One, that they don't know that well, or two, people they don't have chemistry with. The thing I always hear when I hear feedback about the podcast, they're like, bro, we can feel y'all chemistry. Y'all four 
revolve around mm-hmm. each other, make each other better. And that mm-hmm. is the great thing about our podcast. We're not four random guys that just made you know. Four bros have known each other for years, and then meeting in college. We'll just talk about sports, life, and whatever's going on. And we're having a fun time doing it too. Like we're not mm-hmm. about having fun. Tone, like, yeah, we're all doing this. No, no. About having you, fun. It's like a mental outlet, yeah, really, man. And That's when you really it. and when you really think about it, Sanford, Mark, Evan, like, remember when the pandemic first started and lockdown first started and we hopped on group FaceTimes? This is literally our group FaceTimes. We're just recording this. Literally. Like for real, no bull. Let's no bull. Exactly what you just said on point. Like Saying the same old thing, being the same goofy motherfucker, recording <laughs> it, and the world is seeing it. But I love how the world and universe is showing love. So appreciate that. We're gonna keep growing. We're gonna keep pushing. This is the stuff that motivates us to do this because it's not really about the money. It's about us having a voice, and that the fact that people are listening and people are mm-hmm. loving it, and people are right. like, "Man, we hear y'all. Out there. We appreciate y'all. We even agree with y'all. We can agree to disagree." But we appreciate y'all saying the real stuff. Like we're talking about stuff that most people don't even talk about. Mm-hmm. And we you like never know where it'll take you or who you'll affect either. Never know. And if right, because like someone, someone told me, there, is that like the people told me that our podcast affect them in a positive way when they're feeling down. Like one of our friends, Liz, shout out to her. Like oh, she said, she what? definitely listens to our really? podcast. Yeah, like she said, she Tell definitely listened to some of our podcasts. Like, oh, she, she was feeling down, this. especially she listened to one of our episodes about the mental health, one of our early episodes. So, that really made me feel good knowing that our like what we talked about, our content, like positively affect people and everything. So, yeah, like, uh, makes me feel good, honestly. Even though, like I said, we, we've, had, we've had some very, very, very toxic episodes. Yeah, sometimes. Like, yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> that's what makes it so good. We're good mix and everything. You never know what to expect. <laughs> that's why it's like. Yeah, city boy still uh, up so. <laughs> yep, you know we gotta like loosen up some. You know sometimes, yeah, it's gotta loosen up sometimes and everything. About so having a fun aspect. For the soul. That's how I'm gonna. Leave gotta up. escape. Yeah, can't be serious all the time. But yep, for sure. And that's why we do it for sure. It's like it's just you know, four people like four black brothers just trying to you know reach out to the world, get our message out there, and just yeah, man, spread positivity. Honestly, it's all we're trying yes. to do. Sir, but like I said, thank you for the support. Follow us. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. The YouTube channel mm-hmm. is coming. What's some new laptops? So mm-hmm. we just start doing the crazy editing. And follow mm-hmm. Kashara. You know, follow her. Follow her personal yeah. page. Follow her. The blacklist. Oh know. yeah, my Shout personal page is Shayla. C H A Y L U V V. Had to update. I forgot about. <laughs> Try so many. They have like a hundred different names within a pair. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, remember you had the whole I was debate. trying to change it up. I needed, yeah. I needed like a grown sounding name, but something still. I don't know. Right. When she was asking like for that. names, yeah, we had like seven different names. I'm like, yo, I'm like, <laughs> Shea Cheese was it. That was my life for like ten years. Okay, Shea Cheese. That's a play on words. <laughs> Oh, oh. Yeah, following the shower, you know, she got some lovely things coming up and f- mess with us. And boom, we are about to be out. You guys have a beautiful mm-hmm. week. Have a safe week. Have a blessed week. Have a wonderful week. Have a mask off. Mask off. Just like you just said. Fuck it. Mask off. Hey, that's all about to come in hey. reality now. Hey. Oh, you already know. That's about to be the theme song for the summer 2021. have the same song go number one in two hey, different years. Hey, why, hey, why don't you have on the hip hop pages? Why don't you have on that song? In two different years, dog. 
like reach back when the billboard's a hundred again, just because you know summer two thousand twenty one. It's gonna be a whole now, thing but here's, that, now, but here's the thing though. This last this last little thing before we end the podcast, when mask off goes, when mask off goes back to number one, toxicity is at an all time high. Oh, you already know. <laughs> It's gonna be at, a, it's at gonna an all time high. Oh lord! Hey, and future dropping oh, later on this this uh, year too. I don't yeah, know yeah, if he's dropping some new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh. dropping another project, so you know that's about to be some fine tune of toxicity and you know ultra masculinity. <laughs> you 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 know what it comes to future future Vandross, baby. You already know. Like, all right, did you just call him future Vandross? Yes. Future <laughs> see, 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 look, see, look. You think the city boys up now? <laughs> if, if you think city boys up now, we about to go on a run. Future Vandros. <laughs> no, but we, we about to. Not, not Derek, 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 city, city boys about to pull off this twenty-four nothing run. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. No, no, Mark. Why did I know what you're about to say, though? That one was for you, Sly. That one was for you, City Boys. We ride. That's why I'm laughing because, like, I think I know what you're about to say, bro. Bro, I'm gonna say with a dad, bro. Y'all say, say beautiful. Yeah, bro. <laughs> we 